welcome to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show. I'm very excited to be here with you tonight. We've got bunches of callers on the board. Hello, everybody. See you all in the chat room. Excited to talk to you guys. We have some stuff to go over before we get started, so let's get to that. The number to call in tonight, if you would like to read, is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965 if you would like to call in and read. I want to remind you that we have a prize drawing in effect right now for the first quarter of 2024, which is we are celebrating the year of the voice. So for this first quarter, what we are doing is for our year of the voice is we are doing a give, give a poet a voice. And what I mean by that, what we're doing for that, I have a really awkward way of explaining this, but I'm sure you guys will get it. (laughs) What we are doing is if you bring somebody to the show that's never been to the show before, or maybe they've not been here for 100 years, and they come on and read, your name gets put into the drawing, and their name gets put into the drawing. And we've had a a lot of fun with this so far. So the prize package on this, this isn't our normal normal poetry for prizes drawing that we do. This one's a little bit different. This is a drawing that we're going to be doing something about celebrating the voice of a poet quarterly throughout 2024. And so the prize package for this is pretty awesome. It's I don't know if you guys, some of you probably don't know the art that I do, um, but one of the things that I do is hand sculpt clay, multi-mixed media, whatever they are, whatever I decide they're going to be, nib pens, you know, dip pens like Poe used to use. Um, So there's going to be a custom, whoever wins is going to get a custom-made nib pen and inkwell and journal and all kinds of yummy stuff. So it's a pretty good good price package that we've got put together. So all you have to do to get entered is bring someone to the show that's never had or never been on the air before, or someone who hasn't been here in freaking forever, and that will get you and their name into the drawing. And the whole reason behind this, and especially I really wanted to do this one the first part of the year, is because I want you to think back time. You ever verbally shared your poetry? Okay, who was it? Who was it that brought you to that? Who was it that gave you that voice? I want you to think of that person. I want you to be that person for someone else. There's so many writers out there who've never experienced this, who've never heard their voice breathe life into their words. And I think that it's really important for a poet to do that. There's so many people out there that write, and all their work is hidden in notebooks or hidden in their blogs that never get read, and there's people are just too busy, blah, 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 whatever the reasons. You know, they deserve to be heard. They deserve to know what that feels like to be able to read their poetry, to have people hear it. It's just, it's a magical thing. So be that for somebody's voice. 
And that's going to be going, by the way, through March 31st on this. So bring someone to the show, have them read for the first time. Maybe they want to just come listen the first couple of times so they get comfortable. That's cool. But uh, when they read your name and their name gets put into the drawing. All right. I want to take a quick moment, and this is really important, and I want to announce that our 2024 Broadcasting License Fundraiser has begun, and we are still a long way from being able to stay on the air, and we need your help. So if you would like to help sponsor the Speakeasy Cafe radio show and help keep this community alive and thriving, you can check out the fundraiser information and the link, which is pinned to the top of my Facebook page. If you are not on my contacts list, you can find me on Facebook under Nyla, N-Y-L-A, like New York, Los Angeles, Alicia, last name Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A. Or you can Google Speakeasy Cafe Fundraiser or Speakeasy Cafe GoFundMe. You can also message me, and I can send you the link. In addition, the Speakeasy has a PayPal account under the show's email, which is the... T-H-E, the Speakeasy Cafe at gmail.com or Cash App account, which is dollar signed Speakeasy Cafe. If you would like information on any of this, please let me know. I can message you the info, or again, it is all posted on the top of my Facebook page. I know times are really tough and it's hard and it's uncomfortable for me to do these fundraisers. There was a time when I was able to do it by myself over the last 17 years that we've been on the air. It's just gone up too much to where I can do it by myself anymore. So really appreciate those of you who are helping to keep us on the air. You're amazing. We have the goal set for our three-hour podcast broadcast that we do. If we don't meet meet that goal, we may have to cut the show back to a two-hour show. There went my pen on the floor to our show. Um, which will be hard because we normally go over a three-hour time slot. Or worst-case scenario, that's not, I'm not even going to think about that. So anyway, if you'd like to help out, check out the fundraiser information, contact me, whatever. With all of that said, I want to take a moment and make sure that we show appreciation to those of you who helped keep us on the air last year, our 2023 broadcasting license sponsors. This is something that I do at the beginning of every single show, and I think it's very important to do because we literally, you guys, we could not be here, and we will not be here if it is not for your help. So these people are really important. You know, a little whatever you can do always helps. So I want to make sure that these people get our thanks as they should because it is because of them that we are here. So, our 2023 broadcasting license sponsors are, Anna, can you hear me shuffling to get it? <laughs> Annabella Ashire, Anthony Arnold, Dave Kuhn, Debbie Kelly, Douglas Curry, George Wiley, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Jade Mist, Jessica Brooke, Karen DeWitt, Kristen Riley, Krista Jopek, Krista Jopek's dog. Yes, you can make donations in honor of your dog. Her dog is T.S. Elliott, and he loves poetry. Lori Binder, <laughs> Lynn Perkins, Martha Shestick, Michael Emerald, Missy and Jimmy Ray Davis, Pineapple 16, Revel Jones, Rich Hathaway, Robert and May Ryan, Terry Galloway, and Timothy Melton. And I want to thank those of you who made anonymous donations in the memory of Melvin Douglas Johnson, Philip Kent Church, John Kays, Ray Neighbors, Rick Smith II, Glenn Still, Charles C.B. Banks, King's Cadence, and Deep Enough. 
thank you. Thank all of you for this last year of amazing poetry and fellowship and community. We appreciate you guys more than you could know. All right, once again, if you'd like to be a sponsor of the show, shoot me a message, and I can get you the information on that. Now, it is time for... That's the cheesiest thing I do. Actually, it's not. It's probably big, lots of cheesy things. Anyway, it's time for inspiration from the inkwell. So get your notebooks, your pad, paper, pens, quills, parchment, whatever it is that you write with. And I am going to run through our little mini workshop here. First of all, I want to touch on our year-long project, which is our time capsules. I want you to start gathering little tidbits and niblets and and whatever, all the different little things that you can think of to put into a time capsule. I want us all to work on that this year, making our very own little piece of immortality. You can put some of your poetry in there. You can put pictures or little trinkets or whatever it is. So I want you to think about this with the concept of it's 2,000 years from now, and there is some person out mudlarking, and they find container don't know what it is and it's all sealed up and they open it up and someone 2,000 years from now is going to open this time capsule that you hide and bury and get to meet you for the first time what is it you want them to know about you what words do you want to send into the future what things are important to you what wisdoms do you want to share it's our own little piece of immortality all right so if you uh have some kind of cool thing that is weather-resistant, water-resistant to make a time capsule out of. That's great. If you want to get super uber fancy about it, you can go on Amazon, and they've actually got time capsules that are made for that. That you can, uh, yeah, you can buy and put yours in. So keep that in mind. Start it in a little box, get it in a container, get it buried by the end of the year. Now, as I go through the rest of this, I want you to not freak out if you don't get everything written down because after the show's over, you can come back and listen to the beginning of the program from our archives and grab whatever you missed. And remember, we have 17 years worth of podcasts available to you. It's a great tool for you to utilize if you ever sit in there sometime and go, oh, I don't know what to write. Just pop open, you know, go to a show five years ago. Pop open it, listen to the first 15 minutes, and you'll find something that gets you off and running. All right? So let's jump right in and start off by giving you this week's poetry prompts. And I want to thank everyone who posted their amazing prompts for tonight's show. Every week on Thursdays, I throw a post up on my Facebook page asking you guys for title prompts. And I can never use them all in one week, so I always go back and check past weeks. I I got some today from eight weeks ago. So if you don't hear yours that week, don't panic because I use a lot of them from the past ones as well. You guys did a great job today. Thank you so much. Now, as I go through these poetry prompts, remember that prompts are like seeds planted. They are meant to grow into poems. You can use the prompts as the title of your poem. It can be a line in your poem or the general concept of your poem. Whatever you do with it after that is entirely up to you. So let's get started. Prompt number one, pain management. Pain management. Number two, I lost my dog, but I found a rock. I lost my dog, 
but I found a rock. Number three, the Trash Can Chronicles. The Trash Can Chronicles. Number four, was that the last time? Was that the last time? Five, power. Number six, gossiping gargoyles. I love that one so much. That should be like the name of a band or something. Gossiping gargoyles. Number seven, don't beg my pardon. Don't beg my pardon. Number eight, (laughs) I'll be with you Thursday, Nyla. I'll be with you Thursday, Nyla. Number nine, my mama told me. My mama told me. Number 10, before classes. I really like this one. Before classes. Number 11, slither. Slither. Number 12, then I looked again. Then I looked again. Number 13, born in a barn. (laughs) Born in a barn. And number 15, or 14, reach for the clouds. Reach for the clouds. All right, that's it. You can write one poem per prompt. You can mix and match the prompts, or you can get real froggy, ribbit, ribbit, and use all the lines in one. Before you sit down and start writing to any of these, remember to do your pick apart a prompt writing exercise. Now, this exercise is to highlight that what we do with the prompt before we write to it is far more important than what we actually write. And the reason being is that when we hear something that inspires us, our brain's first knee-jerk reaction is to grab the thing that's most familiar to us. So if I said summer or I said the color red or whatever the prompt was, if you were to sit down and write the first thing that you thought about and I had 100 of you in front of me, probably 85% of you would write about the same thing all in different ways, of course, but you would all have some of the same types of things if I were to ask you to write a poem about summer as everybody else. Okay? So I want to get you past the everybody else. I want to get you past writing the basic, writing the predictable. But how do you do that? You have to get a kaleidoscope. You have to train it to stop when it hears something that inspires you and learn how to roll it over like a pebble in the surf, okay? So what I want you to do is I want you to take the first prompt that I gave you, which is pain management. You'll start there and write it at the top of a clean journal page. Then I want you to write, after you write it at the top of your journal page, I want you to write at least six different ideas of poems you could write to that prompt. So don't write poems. But I want the ideas for six different poems you could write to that very same prompt. So you're going to have to turn it over and shake it up and take it apart and unweave it and put it back together, dissect it. These six different poems you could write using that same prompt. When you're done with the first one, go on to the next, on to the next, until you have at least six different ideas for poems you could write to each of the 14 prompts that I just gave you. And I promise you will not get to the bottom of it, this list, about having something grabbing a hold of you. And you're going to be often writing, and it is going to be something unique and different than what you'd normally write. And it's not going to be something anyone else would be able to write but you. 
That is how you find your own unique voice. You train your brain. You only have to do something 21 times for it to be a habit. So if you sit down and commit to this and do this to 21 different times, that's it. Are you worth doing something 21 times? Are you that committed to your growth? Can you put your egos aside long enough to know that you still have things to learn, no matter how good we are, no matter where we are in our writing career? You know, there's a reason, there's bazillions of writers in the world, and there's reasons that we only have some that we remember. So push yourself to be that someone that's remembered. Find your unique voice. So do this. It's important. Anytime you sit down to write to something, you should do this. Anytime you have an idea, if you get stuck on an idea of something, just write it down and start dissecting it. Just write whatever comes to your mind and keep writing until something clicks and you're off and going again. And that's why I always kind of, I don't know what to say when people say they don't edit their work. You know, everybody should edit their work. Everybody, always. You have to clean it up, you know, or you're not getting messy enough. Get messy, spit it out on the table, and fix it later. All right, so anyway, that's it. Your journal assignment for this week. This is your yoga pants time with your muse. It's not writing for public consumption. It's just one-on-one time with your brain and your thoughts. You know, if it turns into something wonderful and write it, then that's great, but that's not what this is about. This is your free writing sandbox. Um, You know, no reins, no girdles, no shackles, no fences, just free fall writing. And it starts with an idea. I call it the run-on sentence. So this week, I want you to think about the last time you took a walk at night. We've all been on a walk at night at some point or another. So I want you to just kind of sit back and think about the last time you took a walk. And then I want you to open your journal to a clean page. And I want you to start off by writing the sentence, Beyond the Glow of Streetlights beyond the glow of streetlights, and then just keep writing. Whatever comes to mind, brain, and let it fall out on the page like a river. Don't think about it. Just write. Whatever direction it takes, whatever freaky turns, whatever kind of crazy twists, doesn't matter. Just follow it and sort it out later. All right? So write at the top of the page. Think about the last time you took a walk at night, and then beyond the glow of streetlights, and go. Off and running. Your writing exercise, your next writing exercise for the week is reclaiming the cliché. And I thought this one would be kind of fun because it's real simple, real easy, real fun. You can, you know, just do it whenever it pops into your head. Reclaiming the cliché, it's finding new ways to write using overused clichés. Because sometimes the flavor of your piece calls for the nostalgia of a cliché. Or sometimes the point of the whole thing is the cliché or just fits into what you're writing, okay? Clichés are good. They're memorable. That's why they're overused. But how do you breathe new life into them, all right? How do you reclaim them in a fresh and unexpected way? I'm glad you asked. You do this by changing the elements. And in doing this, you keep the weight of the cliché, but in a whole new, unique-to-your-voice way. So let me explain. Let's take... For example, the cliche, it's always darkest before the storm. But how about rewriting that and saying it's always darkest 
before the movie ends, or it's always darkest before you turn on the lights, or during a nightmare, or before the first word is written. How about don't bite the hand that feeds you? All right, so how can we change that? How about um, don't bite the hand with the dirty fingernails, or don't bite the hand that's holding the rope, or don't bite the hand, or it might slap you. All right, or let's see. Um, what's another one? When the cat's away, the mice will play. You could change that to uh, when the cat's away, there's no litter box to clean, or the dog's happy, or nothing falls off the counter. You know, we can't avoid cliches, but our words will be fresher and more interesting if we change one of the elements of the saying. So your exercise this week is to rewrite cliches in your own unique way without the message losing its meaning. You know, you can use perhaps like finish these. What are, what are some cliches that we know? Um, people who live glass houses shouldn't throw stones. The grass is always greener on the other side. Better safe than sorry. Can't judge a book by its cover. Penny saved, penny earned. The fool and his money are soon parted. Um, it's good for the goose. It's good for the gander. Now, there's literally hundreds of these to play with. You can Google a list of cliches and find some fun ones that, you know, really kind of stick out or even print them out. Print them out on a, on a, you know, on your printer and then you'll have this and write underneath them. You can write a new one and just have fun with it. All right. So next time a cliche pops in your head, I want you to rewrite it and make it your own. But have fun with this, you guys. This is, this is really kind of cool. And I would love to hear some of the poems that you work these into. All right, going to finish this up. Remember, as food for our creative souls, we are focusing on reading, reading, reading. If you're not reading more than you are writing, you are doing it backwards. You have to have input. In order to have output, you must feed your brains. You are what you eat. That applies to your brain as well, especially to your brain. What would you write if you were raised in a white room with no doors and no windows, no other people, nothing? What would you have to write about? Right now, with you sitting there, everything that you know right now and everything you've experienced is your white box. If you don't add more to it, you will never be able to write more than you know right now. So it's very, very important to go out there and experience new things, to read new things, to always strive to have some kind of input put into your head, whether it's picking up a, a you know book of poetry and keep it in your pocket and read it whenever you have a downtime, or whether it's an experience like taking the wrong way home or going to a different grocery store than you normally go to. Feed your brain new stuff all the time in order to keep growing in your craft. As our writer's discipline, remember that every day we are going out and writing a haiku poem. Haiku is three lines with a five, seven, five syllable count on the lines. Like writing haikus, I guess, oh, people tell me, I hate haikus. You don't know that you hate haikus. You don't hate haikus. You talk to them. The normal human speaks in haikus all the time. So if you aren't going to write a haiku poem, just go out and write a 17-syllable sentence. All right. Every day, go out and find your 17 syllables. Take that time back. Reclaim it. It's yours. You are worth 17 syllables worth of time every day. You spend so much time feeding other people's lives. Take that time and feed your own. This is the most important thing. If you do nothing else but this one thing, this is the most important thing that you can do for so many reasons. Every day, go out and write a haiku. 17 syllables. Take them back. All right. 
Let's run through those prompts again very quickly. One, pain management. Two, I lost my dog, but I found a ruck. Number three, the trash can chronicles. Four, was that the last time? Five, power through poetry. Bing gargoyles. I want to start a band just so I can call it that. Seven, don't beg my pardon. Eight, I'll be with you Thursday, Nyla. Number nine, my mama told me. Ten, before glasses. Eleven, slither. Twelve, then I looked again. Thirteen, born in a barn. And fifteen, or excuse me, fourteen, fourteen, reach for the clouds. All right, that's it. For inspiration from the Inkwell, our mini workshop, remember if you missed anything, you can come back after the show is over and re-listen to the beginning of the archived podcast. All right, next we are going to play an audio recording. We always start and end every episode with a track from one of you, our poets. If you're interested in having your piece played on the air, you can email your MP3 or whatever it is you use to me at the T-H-E, the word, the, the is in there, the, 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 the speakeasy cafe at gmail.com. All right, make sure you put audio track, audio file, something like that in the subject line for me. I will get those uploaded to the show's library, and we will play them for the world. The piece that I've got to start this show with tonight is by Virginia Voth, and it's called When I Was 13. Here we go. And it's not going to play. So we are going to stop that one. And there's something going on with that one. So let's go ahead and play. Um, I've not heard this one yet. So it could be interesting. It's called. It's by um, Jay Chatel, and it's called Positive Poem Song. So I don't know if it's a poem or a song, but we're going to find out. Hey, Vert, you know I, I, I like to use Facebook as a, a way of healing myself. You see, uh, one day I was having a bad day, and I asked Facebook to give me one positive word. You feel what I'm saying, Vert? So, 56 people hit me back with one positive word. I took them words and created a poem out of it and left it in the order that it came in. This is what we had to say. With this pain, my soul is covered in pain, so I am tested for change. I move on through the storm. Stay close to God where it's warm until it's time to go home because it's Searching for something in my life to be positive was my motivation. Hoping to find inspiration, patience, waiting for sincere thoughts, most importantly understanding, expressing true love, finding true peace, the truth and honor, knowing the meaning within forgiveness because I believe we all can teach us in the warmth soothing the soul. My goal in life, to birth a new dedication of this forgiveness. Expressing my intellectual identification with capacity so you can feel my empathy towards another situation. I write with sincerity, possessing loyalty that I have learned in early brotherhood. Family means the world to me.
perseverance, adherence, and real strength? Amazing, because my honesty triumphs through adversity. Any unfortunate event or circumstance will not fall to ill chance. Yes, like I said, perseverance. I learned that love was the most important ingredient and a strong foundation. Next, add faith for the sake of originality. Become flexible with this freedom to choose an enthusiastic appreciation of life. My thankfulness proves to be bliss. This is real because God has the best taste of integrity. Compassion found within this poem holding more excellence and righteousness attests to a true synchronized virtue. Forgetting about a heavenly paradise, I was asked to write something about the human race's principles, our basic code of conduct, and how they affect the future generations. Congratulations, you've influenced me in this next preparation. God is awesome. I'm grateful with respect pertaining to this confident, characteristic, euphoric feeling of happiness, showing my faith with ambiguous passion. You see, I cherish emotions when motivation has more possibilities depicting parenthood, fathering the future to not be tormented by people that do not understand the meaning of being positive. Falling back to inspirational childhood memories. Yes, this compassion is complete. And you see, we built this community. I especially love the introduction he gave to it because I talk about it all the time. You know, people sit there and say, I, you know, write, there's a workshop that I do it's called Writer's Block is an urban, urban Legend. You know, it's kind of like the boogeyman. If you don't believe in it, it can't get you. There is no such thing as writer's block. You know, there is the pressure we put on ourselves to sit down and write something face for post-like ready you know, every single time we write something, you know, we, we have to be, be post and get in. No, no. So if you sit down and you can't think of that poem to write, just write something. If you can write something and you're writing, then there is no such thing as writer's block. And you have to write those something. You have to be willing to go out there and write a whole bunch of crap so you can write the good stuff. Okay? So he was sitting there and he was trying to figure out something to write. He was kind of bummed out and all this stuff. So... Instead of sitting around and crying into his glass of wine and staring out the window in his little poet's hat, he, inspiration on his own, he didn't sit around waiting for his muse. He went out and became his own muse and put a post on Facebook and said, give me positive words. And then he took all of those positive words and came up with that amazing poem. 
I think that's mad awesome. All right, so if you have an audio track, you can remember, if you'd like us to play it on the air, get that sent over to me. We would love to have them. I'm really glad I paid that. I, that's the first time I'd heard it, too. I didn't have time to listen to it before I uploaded it. That can be kind of scary, can it? <laughs> All right, so let's get going here. Before we do, though, I just want to let – oh, nope, everybody's good. I got gotcha. you. So we have uh, 419 down there. Just looking at my board real quick. Had eight. Where did eight six four go? Eight six four dropped. So eight six four. If you're still listening and you wanted to call in and read tonight, call back in. You will not lose your paylace in line. All right, because I always keep my notebook handy and I write these down with pen and paper in case my electronics glitch, and which they often do. You won't lose your place in line, or if your call drops, you don't lose your pace in line because it's right here on my handy paper. Okay, so. I guess we need to figure out what comes next, right? Well, what comes next is you guys. So once again, if you would like to call in and read tonight, the number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965 if you'd like to call in and share. If you are on hold right now, this is what you can expect. We do take callers in the order that you call in. So listen for your telephone area code. When I bring you on, please remember to introduce yourself, even if I say, hello, Miss Emmy, all right, still introduce yourself. Say your name. You're literally, verbally, virtually publishing your poem right now. We have 17 years worth of podcasts of people sharing their poems. It's like a a verbal library of poetry that we have access to. So I don't want someone to pull this show up in five years from now and think, oh, my God, that's an incredible poem. Who was it? And them not know. How tragic would that be? All right, so make sure you introduce yourself. It's real important that people know who's reading and that your name is attached to your work. Right now you can read two poems. And if the lines get too busy and I need to cut you back to reading just one, I will let you know. But I try real hard to keep things going so that we can get everybody on and you can get two read. If it does change and I have to drop you back to one, I am so sorry if that happens on your turn. All right. Beyond that, when you are done reading, make sure that you give out your URL. It's real important that people know how to come find you and get to know you and your work better. It's so important to start up that, that writer's network thinking, you know, getting that, that fellowship going with like-minded people, all of that, very important to have that support system, to have that inspiration out, you know, uh, outreach, input-output thing you get going on when you hang out with other people. I mean, how many of you try to read your poem to your family? How many of you are rolling your eyes right now thinking about reading your poems to your family? Yeah. I'd like to read your poems to your to your friends that, really want to hear them. Different animal, isn't it? Yeah, important to start building up that writer's network. When you are done reading, give out your URL. Next is, remember that our show has a mature rating. I got a whole switchboard here of calls, and I never know what any of you are going to read when I unmute your mics. So just be prepared. Put your seats in an upright position. Please put all your carry-ons in the overhead bins and buckle up and extinguish all flammable objects because you're in for a heck of a ride tonight. You are going to hear and probably will hear just about anything with the exception of adult porn poems. No bumping body parts, no tab band to slot P, B, no 
you know, none of that graphic stuff. Other than that, you are good to go. All righty. So let's go ahead, and I'm going to give you the first three callers so you kind of have a heads up, and then I will be updating this lineup as we go. 708, you are not in the lineup. So 708, if you would like to read tonight, please press 1. If you're here just hanging out and listening, appreciate, appreciate having you here. And if you change your mind at any time, just press 1, and that will bring you on. 708. Gotcha. All right. Glad you're here. We'll be getting to you soon. First caller comes from area code 702, followed by 731, and then 850. So let's go ahead and grab. No introduction needed. The man himself, the man, the legend, the man behind the mask, the man behind the machine. It is. Jimmy Ray Davis, word machine is in the house. <laughs> oh, my God, let me tell you. Uh, Nyla, you're going to have to pinch me or something, man. I am so – I am, like, happy. If clams really are happy, then I'm happier than a whole mess of clams because, boy, oh, boy, we got a show in store tonight. I've got three wonderful people here. Tyler I brought in last week, as you, as you heard, and he's amazing. Uh, Within the Words is here. Scarlett is here. And real quick about these three. Lance um, is here. Oh, well, I haven't got to that yet. Give me a break here. Give me a chance. I'm, that's, oh, oops, that's sorry. That's a huge part of my giddiness here. My brother Lance is here. Hadn't been on the show for a while. Welcome back with open arms. Um, but, and I can't say enough about Lance. This is my, that's my, that's my real life brother right there, man. He is, he is everything to me and I'm so glad he's here. Um, and, and, you know, I was thinking, Nyla, you know, what, the common thread of the speakeasy of our community here, great poets of all different forms and styles, of course, but also really good people, you know, just really good hearted, compassionate, uh, and great people, you know, folks you could just sit back and tell stories with around a campfire, you know? And, um, as I told you before, I don't, throw out a lot of invites to the show, uh, personal invites from me to, to someone's inbox. Um, these folks from TikTok, um, Tyler within the words and Scarlett embody what we are here. I mean, they are incredible at what they do. Absolutely just goosebump inducing incredible, but also they're really <laughs> good people. And I am very well, You brought us some incredible them. poets over the year and I really, over the years, and I really appreciate that. Absolutely. Well, on TikTok, it started with Rich, and, and he's come back week after week. And oh, I love him so much. Man. Oh, he is he is incredible as well. I, I all right, I digress. Now, listen, Nyla, as you know, um, we did the. Uh, I, I gave you a new Wildwood poem last week, and uh, but as you know, I'm also writing two other sagas, if you will, two other stories. Massive stories compiled within poetry, you know, with different poems, same as Wildwood. And you know they are abattoir and sideshow tales. Mm-hmm. You're very familiar with these. <clears throat> so I brought you a new entry, a new entry for each of them. And the first one is from Sideshow Tales. Now, Sideshow, uh, super quick uh, recap of that. We have Sideshow Sheila, the three-eyed lady from the freak show that left uh, amidst tragedy when her child was born and 
her baby was taken away from her. She was told the baby didn't survive. As if you follow the series at all, you'll know in the in the poem Clown Boy, it's revealed that he actually did survive, and he's about five years old now. And uh, but she doesn't know that yet. And she left, and she ended up at Cozy Dan's bar, where she met Mike the bartender, uh, who has just been nothing but the best friend to her. And uh, but her life is still incomplete, and. The last we saw her, she was wandering and just trying to make sense of it all. So we pick up there with this one. We move away from Wolfman Jim for now, and although I know he's one of your favorite characters. And uh, <clears throat> this is called Third Eye Cry from Sideshow Tales. She walks aimless. Shameless with her third eye in prominent display. The decay of her life so brokenly laid out before her, sure that the Creator owes her something, anything, a fruitless effort, no comfort in sight, even with an extra eye. She sighs, dreams of her baby snatched away at birth, her mirth crushed like the granite slab marking his swift demise, tears from her third eye washing away the memory of getting into Mike's car needing to get away from Bette Noir and the soul, slow, soul crush of the freak show. Her wolfman friend Jim's hard but compassionate eyes and his timbered voice telling her, without a veneer of couth, that he would find the truth. Her one-eyed lover, the kind cyclops who let her go, never defending her when the hateful slurs became too much to bear. The torch she held for him has gone out. She may never know love again, near or afar. Just then she sees Mike's car. He gets out and approaches, nothing but concern burning in the depths of his eyes. She cries as he enfolds her in his arms. All of a sudden she knows. She knows. Maybe there are a few cards still in her hand. Her heart is warmer than it's been in forever as they drive back to Cozy Dan's. End poem. Oh, I have goosebumps. I really have goosebumps. Seriously, have goosebumps. <laughs> you know, it, 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 there's so many things about these that you do that drive me crazy. And we've talked about, I talked about that last week. It was like watching The Lord of the Rings and realizing I had to wait two years till the next one came out. You know, what if I get hit by a bus? I feel that way about your, the, the series you're working on. Because what if I get hit by a bus and I never know what happens to Sheila? Right? Well, yeah, yeah, no, but I, I then feel I, you. Then I, I, get, I get so anxious because I know there's people listening tonight that have, have not heard the first part of this saga. I mean, they're hearing this great poem from you, but they don't know the whole story. I want to sit here and take the rest of the show being Paul Harvey and tell them the rest of the story. You know, so they, they get how, how, why I have goosebumps. It just, I absolutely love these sagas you're doing. I mean, they're epic. They're epic tales. Well, thank you so much. They are so much fun to do, and I'm trying to do them more often. As you know, they're, none of the three are wrapped up yet, although I do have endings already in place in mind for Abattoir and um, Wildwood. 
uh, Sheila's still on the fence. We're gonna we're, we're gonna see where we take that one. Uh, but it's so cool that these the original poems for all three of these were written back in our MySpace days, back in 2006, and without a thought of ever expanding uh, and making them into these epic tales. And it's just it's a fun you know you're having fun listening to them, but I'm having probably just as much if not more fun creating them, and 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 deciding where they go. And it's almost like they, they almost have taken a life of their own. They, they, they kind of, I'm letting them go where they're, where, where it feels right. And, um, and on that note, um, Abattoir, which might've been the first one written of the three. Of course, we know the original story, old Bill leading poor 12 year old Lenore down the basement of the Abattoir to her demise. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of a lot of uh, poems in between then and now, with conflicting feelings um, from and about Old Bill. Is he, you know, he he expresses remorse. He wants to make it right. He wants to save her soul. But why did he do it in the first place? What's the whole story there? And I've released so far quite a few poems that are giving tidbits of that story, and we are coming to a conclusion. Uh, later on, it was revealed that Lenore did have a sister, Lorelai. Uh, two years younger, and Lorelai uh, got the notion, got the idea uh, from whatever source that old Bill was responsible, and she has made it her lifelong goal to find him and kill him to avenge her sister. So there's a lot going on here. The last couple poems, uh, we, we introduced a fairly new, well, a, new, a brand new character, um, Lynn, and very mysterious with obvious ties to the abattoir. Uh, Lisa was the last poem, and that was revealed to be old Bill's sister, uh, who died uh, as, a, as a child. This time we have, I guess it's going to drive you crazy, I know, but another new character, and another surprise, surprise, another L name. I don't know what's going on with that, but this one is called <laughs> Leslie from the Abattoir Chronicles. Leslie was a precocious little girl, disappeared walking home from school. They searched high, low, and in between, but on her usual route, they found no clue. Detective Bradford was on the case. Now, before the Skinner affair, he was a good cop, but the mystery remained. Yet he could, he could feel an ill wind in the air. Now this happened in Temple Hollow, and I know where your thoughts will lie. Yes, they searched Sims Abattoir. They came up empty, nothing to find. Deke, a greasy thug, ran the waste vat, showed them the muck pool and gruel tree. A nasty smirk played at the corner of his mouth, knowing blind eyes of the law couldn't see. Old Bill even helped out in the search, but in the end, it was to no avail. They labeled Leslie as a runaway. Detective Bradford had failed. Oh, Leslie, dear Leslie, I pray they find you, that your soul finds peace. You know, they did search the abattoir, yet they didn't actually drain the muck pond. 
they should have. End piece. You know what? That kind of made my stomach hurt. You know that, <laughs> that feeling when you just have that foreboding and you know that something's going to be really messed up? As soon as I it's heard really you call up. her precious, I knew she was going to be dead. Well, again, an interesting wrinkle in the story. We know or we, we, we have the information of what happened to Lenore, and now apparently something similar possibly happened to this other girl, Leslie. So little clues here and there, and I let pick them up, hold on to them. Pretty soon all will be revealed. What a horrible death in that muck pond. Oh, right? oh. My stomach hurts, Jimmy. Well, at least I didn't blueberry you, okay? See, I try to let that go and, and not, you know, not keep bringing that up. But you you, you just, you make it so, uh, poor blueberry. My poor blueberry. I think she has to come back as a ghost. She should come back to haunt the woods or something. Well, you, well, you may, I mean, you had so much anxiety for poor Blueberry that you kind of created that as the new term for, uh, for death, you know. Death. Yeah. Uh, I know. Got, uh, you, hear, you hear about Walt? He got blueberried. I know. It's terrible. <laughs> I mean, that's. I can't <laughs> laugh know. at that. What am I laughing at that for? That's not funny. <laughs> well, just try to remember Black, try to remember uh, Davy Boy and, and Lindsay Girl and how their story ended. I think I made up quite a bit. For the blueberries. Uh, I know, and I know you did that just for me, and I appreciate that. Absolutely. Always. Nyla, you know <laughs> you know that I could chat with you forever. In fact, we should probably we'll, – well, I'll talk to you later about it, but it would be cool to do a show once I get these wrapped up, uh, a show uh, where where we do read and discuss all of the parts of, of one or one or, or all of you know, the different sagas. That would be fun. Uh, however, we do have people on the line, some people I'd like to hear, and I know they've been waiting uh, patiently. I am Jimmy Ray Davis, the Word Machinist. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok under the name Word Machinist. On Facebook, my poetry page is Jimmy Ray Davis Poetry. Nyla, always, always a pleasure. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. You're not in the chat room right now, are you? Yeah. Are you? I'm not looking at it because I was just reading, but, yeah, I'm I'm there. Where I don't see you. Oh, there you are. I see you in there. Yeah, you're getting some mad love in the chat room, so you need to check that out while uh, once you're done and get back in there. All right. All right. Sounds good. Love you, Nyla. Thank you. Love you too, Jimmy. Thank you for starting the show off so wonderfully. You got it. Take care. All right. Let's go ahead and grab our next caller, which comes from area code 731. My beautiful firefly, you are on the air. From within. Happiness begins from within. From there, we spread it around. There is no better time to begin than in the moment, so I've found. In poem, thank you very much. Michael Todd from West Tennessee. Hi, now. How you doing? <laughs> Hello, Michael Todd. How are you? Outstanding, as always. I got caught up in today's stuff. How, how come you give me an allergy where you croak so you don't get to hear the next Part of his saga, but you won't croak him, so we all don't get to hear it. That is very, very selfish of you, not. Uh, a good. I'm person. so sorry. 
No, it's very good. You you blueberried your own self and left the rest of us to stay out <laughs> in the park. Well, if I get blueberried, somebody better take over this show so y'all can hear the ends of his poems. Worse for me. I love the fact okay. that he goes back to 2006. 2006 is when I posted my first four or five blogs on MySpace starting in September of that year. No, we are so yeah. old. 17 years. Yeah, Mike, he was 17 up years. Running. He was up and running. So uh, I, I was going to do a poem about our very recent holiday, which is one of my three favorite days of the year, Groundhog Day. The problem <laughs> is, Loxatani Field did not see his shadow. In every poem I have ever written about Groundhog Day, it snowed six more weeks. I was not prepared. So that was a bad idea. By the way, my other two favorite days are my birthday and Christmas Eve, just in case anybody cares. Um, so, So I thought, well, it's not good luck to do a Valentine's poem right before Valentine's. That could really blow a relationship. So the most recent holiday is New Year's Eve. Ironically, though, is there's a poem you wanted me to do. I've only had three requests in my life. That's one of them. It's one that I wrote concerning New Year's Eve, but it used characters, Speakeasy Cafe, the problem is the poem is from uh, 2013. We just finished 2023, so really it's 10 years old. 10 years ago. 10 years, unless it's 11. I'm not really sure. It'll come out in the, in the, in the poem. But there's going to be a lot of people there that no one knows who they are here because they didn't know them back then. They hadn't been around that long. Some they won't remember. There'll be some you don't remember. I remember them all, though, because I had to do a crash course and simply take the three or four previous shows and pull the characters from those shows. So, and the only other thing you really need to know about it is there's a game that we used to play back in the 80s, 90s, called shuffleboard, but it was tabletop shuffleboard, okay? That's when you stand there and you just flick the wrist and roll the uh, puck down on the other end. The object was to leave yours on there to score points, and if you knocked everybody else's off, that was good too. And uh, that was just a, a fun game to play in the bars back in the day. So that's a big part of the story. And uh, and it said it. Uh, you, you remember a guy named Michael Quigg? Of course I do. Well, he, he lived in Boston. He, he used to host a show with you. And uh, he he used to also do uh, help do on the, the old poems thing on Sundays with Debbie. And I, I did their show before I did yours, but it was all under your umbrella, of course. Anyway, if... We set it at Boston where he lives, and we gave him a sports bar and grill for the setting for this place. So there you have it. Anyway, let me get into this one. A little lengthy. <clears throat> Called Twirling. 
swirling for Nyla Alicia. Sidestep, glide step, glide across familiar track, hand on hip, hand on skirt, ever careful to avoid a crack, humming softly, keeping time, helps to keep cadence intact. From a distance, stunning mind, soiree dance moves inexact. Whirling, twirling along her chosen route, sure of her every step, never a cause for doubt. Just one more pirouette, just for good measure, she enters the hall for an evening of leisure. Welcome to Q's Sports Bar and Grill, a late-night sensation. Quig, the consummate host, dressed for Red Sox Nation. No need for a menu tonight. All is catered to the max. Wine and fine cuisines as well as standard attractions. Nyla is ushered in to a greeting worthy of cheers. Norm, now that she is in the house, the party down is on and on. No lectern or spotlights employed. None of that is needed as friends and friends-to-be gather for New Year's Eve. Gary and Noreen came early, saying they could not stay late. Nyleen introduces to Stacy right off. They cannot wait. Jack and Anthony have not missed his party in all the years. Soldier Blue and Catherine are running late, but they'll be here. Kathleen spots Stevie Ray across the room, tracks him down, says, Cat, how you been? Been a while since I was around. He and James shake hands, one to the other, partners in rhyme. Had they not both made it tonight, well, that would be a crime. Marcia is talking Mike into a game shuffleboard table. She has other plans, but said they will stay as long as she is able. Marcia calls for competition, call answered by Lucy and Jay Renee. They're a team, no matter what, never pass on a challenge. Luna makes and raises the stakes, taking bets from all comers. Quig says to Luna, you can't make book here in old Boston. How you figure, Q-Man, are we not in a sports bar? Don't you bet on the Patriots when you're sure they'll go far? An hour later, Andy and Julie C. arrive from across the border. Snow did not hinder the drive. For them, snow is made to order. It is nine at night now, and the party is rolling, full-blown. Stormy Gales made the rounds twice, best time she's known. We've no featured speakers, because if they were here, how to choose? I guess they could draw names from a hat, no way to lose. Even so, authors everywhere are talking about various books, Meg expounding on a children's story, getting affirming looks. This appeals to Julie, who promptly expounds from her inner child. Bill is more than entertained, his inner child is just his style. Sean and Charlie listen intently. I mean, who could abstain? Even Carlos is all in on this happy tale, not written in pain. By 10, the shuffleboard has gotten way past serious weed. Marcia says, Mike, we're losing, but I've got a trick up my sleeve. Mike says, by the way, I thought you had a big date planned. Marcia, ignoring him, sees Daryl, whispers, that's my man. She quietly asks Uma Debbie to go summon Daryl over her way. Uma eased over to Daryl, repeating what Marcia had to say. Marcia should have detailed as Uma came back with Daryl Ross. When she saw Uma had the wrong Daryl, Marcia feared a loss. 
Dale saw this, told Luna she knew a ringer when she saw one. Then Daryl Ross said, I'm in. So how do you play this game? Renee asked, what's wrong with Mike other than his play sucks? Marcia blamed all the leaning. Mike pulled a muscle in his butt. Gregory said, bad news for Mike. That's where he keeps his brain. The group exploded with laughter regarding Mike's unique strain. Romeo added this. Yeah, no fear of making fun at Mike's expanse. Mike was pretty embarrassed at the jokes of what's in his pants. Meanwhile, over by the buffet as they approached the 11th hour, Linda observed there was enough food there to serve a bazaar. All good, offered Janine, but this salsa is spicy even for me. Vicky said she hoped Michael would share her favorite recipe. With that, Daryl and Vicky shared what you might call a look. Daryl started talking about them writing in a love doc, said he knew this was just a prescription for success. And Catherine agreed that we must surely put this to the test. Back at the shuffleboard arena, Lucy held the last puck in hand. Mike sat in a chair playing hurt, asked, Marcia, your plans? She surmised, hey, I just decided I'd rather ring in with you. For a moment, all was right in their world, but that wouldn't do. Their silence was shattered as Lucy let fly her remaining puck. She knocked Marcia's off while Lucy stayed on. Darn the luck. A cheer rose up. You could hear all the way to Kingston Station. Marcia's slack jaw fit to be tied approached a near conniption. And just like that, she told Mike to pay Luna her $5. When he did, that brought another round of screams and hollers. To add insult to Mike's fake injury, destined according to plan, Lucy and Renee high-fiving, shouting, who the man, we the man. At the bar, Quig let the room know they had a surprise guest. He was instant messaging with Cy Philbrook up for an early breakfast. Cy was there to help them usher in the New Year in UK style. Let the snogging begin. Well, not now, but in a little while. It's all about timing, as any good poet will surely contend. And it was just about time for the New Year's count to begin. Daddy cued the boombox. Almost time to play all lang syne. Boomy said it was ready to spin. Just a favorite of mine. Those in the room counted, Dick Clark style, three, two, one. For many, the celebration situation had already begun. Robbie was nose to nose with Nyla, but alas, he missed his mark. Debbie slid in at the last instant got to Nyla first for a lark. At the last refrain from that Guy Lombardo song, Guy Lombardo song died and came to an end, Debbie looked at Boomy and gave a wink. Let the dance begin. Brick House and Ohio players fire rocked down the room. Robbie, quite the stepper, said, play that funky music, White Boom. An hour later, the party was winding down. Thirteen finally here. The crowd filed out in twos and threes, heading to who knows where. Scattered party hats and favors strewn about, no longer adorning. Quig said not to worry. He'd deal with all that in the morning. Boomy closed out with, it's just another New Year's Eve. After his Manilow standard, he disappeared, was his cue to leave. When all said and done, Nyla and Q left to close the show. They wouldn't have had it any other way, because that's how they rolled. Stacy was waiting on her in the parking lot, warming the rental. Those New England nights get cold, especially in post-December. Her holiday evening was ending as quietly as it had begun. On her way, she looked at Lucy's pup. 
That looks like fun. Stepping into the late night air, fresh and clean, even in the city. She reflected on evening, used to herself. Isn't it a pity we can't do this more often? Still thankful for what went down. She made her way along on the south side of old Boston town. And she went whirling, twirling across the icy cement. Maybe adding a new step she is compelled to invent. When all else fails, she knows as she begins her ascent, twirling is the only thing that always makes perfect sense. End point. <laughs> it does make perfect sense. Oh, my God, there were so many people in there. That was like, that was so nostalgic. That made me so happy. I'm so glad you read that. Stormy Gale. Inner Child was in there, Carlos, Debbie, Uma, everybody was in there. Well, all right. Everybody was in there that was on the show like three or four weeks before. That's what, that was it. And I did have some, have some people say, you left out so-and-so. No, I didn't. You weren't there in the time frame I was gathering names. You know, I didn't, there's a lot of people there. I, I didn't really didn't know yet you know these things take a while so how about that I think it's amazing that made me so happy seriously and uh, just in case Jimmy's listening or heard that that was Marcia Nelson that was the star of my poem she's uh, she was a good friend of ours. She's passed away since. But I asked her before I did it, I told her what I was doing. I said, I really need you to play the most integral part in this with me. And I said, you'll kind of like be my date. And she said, go for it. So that made it all worthwhile. That, that inspired me to do my best. Amazing. I love you so much. It just made my heart okay. warm. I just feel like it, I feel like it was a great big group hug. Fantastic, great. Well, anybody want to come hang out with me and visit? You can find me at mike.todd.blogspot.com. Yes, there was life after MySpace, but it's quiet over there. M Y K E T O D D, and now it's now time to meet Steph Siding. Make room for the real poets. Good night, Miss <laughs> Nyla. Thank you, my darling. Appreciate you more than you know. Okay, bye-bye. Good night. All right. Captain, my captain, please join me on the air, 850. Hey, Miss Nala, how you doing? I'm doing wonderful, sir. How are you? <clears throat> I'm wore out. Hell, I'm ready to go back to work for a break. <laughs> <laughs> I've been working Some my tail off, off since I've been home. Oh, God, I've been busier than a cat trying to cover up a turd on a tin roof and making about that much progress. <laughs> I oh, love the God. little analogies you come up with all the time. They're just awesome. <laughs> oh, well, well oh, I tried to call in last week. I couldn't. When I'm up at home, when I'm up in the woods up at home, I can, I, my phone signal is just, non-existent and uh 
But uh, I just wanted to say I am so thrilled to see Charlotte and Tyler and within the words that have joined us. Uh, to anyone out there that do not follow those folks on TikTok and Instagram, uh, I highly recommend you do it. They are they are truly amazing. And uh, I just... Uh, they don't need me hyping them up, but I mean they are they are wonderful, and it's, it's awesome to see them here. So, uh, sitting there the other night, I was reading uh, in my Jim Harrison anthology, and he wrote a book of and I'm not very I'm not very good on poetry forms and. Uh, uh, any of that stuff, but uh, are you familiar with it? It doesn't pronounce like it's spelled. Are you per- familiar with a guzzle? I don't know. It what is like a guzzle? It would, be, it would. It would look like it would. It would look like it would be pronounced like guzzle or something. But according to the Poetry Foundation, it's pronounced guzzle. So I was pronouncing it oh, wrong. The, the poetry form. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, um, Jim Harrison did a book of those where he took all the, you know, there's there's ten lines, five couplets. They're supposed to rhyme and they're supposed to tie together. Well, as Jim Harrison would do, he threw all that out and he just tied the couplets together that did not rhyme. He tied the couplets together metaphorically, and I thought it was beautiful. And I, da, 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 where am I at? Shit. Um, I thought it was awesome, and so I did a couple. Because uh, I've never had an original idea in my life. This is my uh, attempt at channeling. From Jim Harrison, uh, in a butchered guzzle. Uh, this one is called "The Moon Never Sleeps." A murmuration of starlings dancing for sunset, winding choreography like seeds thrown at the sky. I leap to join, but fall right back to the earth. Reality has a way of soiling the skin of things. Lock me in a room full of fancy dreams, and my miles of ink will still fit through the keyhole. Passions are destitute in this garden of my mind, but for her, the moon, the moon never sleeps, thankfully. She commands the fireflies with an evening promise and the morning dandelions. They let it all go with a shrug. In peace. Wow. That was amazing. <laughs> Thank you, ma'am. I had you, dandelions ma'am. in there. Yeah. Well, my girlfriend lives in Wisconsin, and I've been teasing her that we already have da- – I sent her a picture the other day. We already have dandelions down here, and she's, like, in three feet of snow. <laughs> well, yeah. I will take her snow, and she can have your dandelions. I was so pissed off when I went out in the yard and saw that the tulips were starting to come up. I almost put an ad on Facebook saying, will somebody please come dig these up out of my yard? (laughs) Isn't that terrible? 
Uh, uh, it's just it, you know, it's the way it goes. But, uh, I, uh, Are you going to read a second one? Yeah, and I just, I'm just, hell, I lost it. Uh, okay, uh, I had this one. Uh, I'll tell you what, I better read this off my tablet because I made some changes yeah, to this. Everybody in the chat room is just all over the whole dandelion thing. Oh, okay. I was, I'm I'm not I'm not in there at the moment. But oh, let me see here. Well, I got this kick-ass new tablet of this remarkable two, and I'm still learning to use it. Right. Okay. This is, uh, I actually kind of doctored this up for the next open mic thing at the library, but um, I don't know when I'm, I'm going to be on the boat for the next two, so I'm, I don't know. But this is a piece of, of called Unstrict Stoic. I must pry up the boards to my own strip of floor and step out of my own heart. A heart haunted by the face of my father. A face haunted by all those wasted years. A haunting that slumbers in my soul. I meet up with a revolving sky down at the corner of anxiousness and midnight where the stars are always punctual and tolerant of my fretful manner, though they seem to narrow their eyes. Restlessness sets foot in me, and I set out across terraced pastures, the moon and I breaking the hills in a conspiracy against life unlived, often forgetting one of us is middle-aged. Don't look at me, moon. Perhaps I'll burn (laughs) this night away with verses to an owl's tune, love letters to sunrise, or how the diamonds along a wet spider web remind me of the glint in her eyes when she's looking at the sky. It's in this way, inevitably, I get lost in things, no matter how fresh my intentions might be. Such is the fire that spins my shadow around, and such is the plight of an unstrict stoic, if there even is such a thing, in peace. You are amazing. Oh, well, you and you are too kind, but thank you, ma'am. I am not kind enough. I haven't got enough adjectives to properly address you and your talent, sir. Oh well, I'm I'm just I'm blushing I'm blushing like a kid in school. I'm just I'm I'm blushing like I'm blushing <laughs> like a little kid that got his first kiss. Aw. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Well, anyway, well, let me, uh, I'm going to steal a line from Mr. Todd and uh, say, let me jump out of the way for the real poets. Uh, thank oh, you, ma'am. You guys are uh, making me so angry when you say that. You are real poets. <laughs> Stop it. I know where you live. I will come find you guys. I will hunt you down. I swear to God. Have you not heard my stalker <laughs> poem? Uh, uh, well, Make room for the ma'am. other poets. You can say that. Okay. 
well, let me, I'll, I will get out of the way for the other poets. But uh, <laughs> y'all, uh, y'all, y'all have a good evening, and hopefully, uh, hopefully I'll be able to call in next week. We'd love it. Thank you so much, sweetheart. Be safe this week, uh, okay? My, all my social, I forgot to do my little plug. All my social media is Dead Society Poet, because once again, I've never had an original thought. Uh, my author named J.R. Hathaway, uh, I have six books out everywhere books are sold, uh, all that stuff. So, uh, all right, I'm out. Y'all, I got a pot pie waiting on me. Y'all have a good evening. <laughs> Thank you, sweetheart. <laughs> all right. Bye-bye. I'm going to go ahead and give our next couple of callers so you kind of have an idea of where you are. We have 346 followed by 213, 513, 412, and 513. The first 513 is Ty, just so you know. All right. So let's go ahead and grab Miss Emmy. Three, four, six. You are on the air. Good evening, Nyla. This is Amelia T. Davis, a.k.a. Poetical Angel Queen. Since you used me as an example, I had to make sure to say that in the beginning, but you know I do it all the (laughs) way through. (laughs) Good evening. It is good to hear from you, sweetheart. You're supposed to say, a.k.a. Miss Emmy. (laughs) You are my Miss Emmy. So what are you going to share with us tonight, my love? Okay. So, again, you know, it's Black History Month. So, as I said, I'll be doing pieces in regards to that throughout the month. Um, So this one is called Revolution. And it was written a couple of years back, but I wanted to bring it here tonight. It's called Revolution. Human life began in Africa, our homeland, the rich soil of Mother Earth. One woman gave birth to the human race. She was black, not white. Only two black people can create a white child. From then we grew and cascaded across the globe. Our change, our features adapted to our new environment, yet our mother remained the same. Over time and space, our language changed, and we forgot our family roots. Understand the best of, excuse me, Understand the beat of the drum. Feel it as it vibrates through your soul. Hear the choir of voices as they sing calling us back home. Understand their poetic words that splash across our consciousness. This is an unjust world where color and status can leave you bleeding in the street. Blind eyes turn from the horrific, not their problem, not their concern. Yet we 
are all God's people under the sun. Starvation and thirst cuts across the globe as we fill our bellies to excessiveness, waste and water as pipes burst from the extremes, blood flowing in our streets from the hate and detachment, just another wasted life. Compassion, a thing of the past. No one really gives a damn about their brother or sister. Drugs consumed like candy because nobody can deal with the reality. Minds poisoned by the system dealing in false hope. Can you not see it coming? Can you not hear the sound of it? A new revolution is rolling out of every street corner, town, or hood. International, it is an awakening of the dormant. One race, the human race, will fight against the evils that plague this earth. Standing in unison, American, Africa, shall fight in the pathways bringing change. A new dawn where the soul is valued, not the color of the skin. People of pigmentation shall accept intolerance and hate no longer. A new revolution is coming. Will you be ready? Will you join the army of the righteous? Musings of Amelia T. Davis, a.k.a. Poetical Angel Queen, and peace. Good work on that, sweetheart. Thank you. Uh, Why I stumbled is uh, I need new glasses, and so depending on how, you know, I see the screen, so I kind of messed up a little bit, but I think the you know the I didn't even is, notice. Okay, all right. So then this next one, you know, you were talking about our voices, and this was written mm-hmm. a, a a long time ago, but it also goes with um, February, the month of February. It's called Voice of One. Stop crying. People, take the power back. Change the laws in your country. Register to vote. Vote the judges off the court. Write to Congress. Tell them you hate what they do. Write the newspapers. Address the issues of the day. Call the news department to the local stations and complain. Form groups and protests across this nation. Change begins with one. The power is in you. Step up. Speak up. Have your voice count. Do something today. Get involved. Change a nation now. Musings of Amelia T. Davis, a.k.a. Poetical Angel Queen. End piece. 
Now she says, and she means it. Great right, sweetheart. Thank you. So there's your, you know, um, our I thought I lost you for a minute. <laughs> I said, there you have it, you know, where it does fit with February, but it also fits in with your voice that, you know, our voices mm-hmm. count and we need to speak up and speak out. Uh, you can find me on Facebook under Amelia, E-M-I-A-V-I-S, and also Poetical Angel Queen. I have a like page. It's called Amelia T. Davis, a.k.a. Poetical Angel Queen on Facebook. Uh, you can find me on all social media sites. And you can even Google me, uh, and you can find me right here on Speak Easy with Nyla just about every Thursday night. And speaking about my pages, um, I've been getting harassed and cyberbullied on my pages. People are um, causing a lot of issues for me, and this is outrageous. I don't know if people comprehend cyberbullying is a crime that you can be prosecuted and put in jail for. And as I said, this has not ended. People are still causing me a lot of issues with my pages, and it's really outrageous. But it also goes to show that I must be doing something right for people to be attempting to destroy what I have created. Going to hate, hate, hate. Shake it off. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much for everything you do. And everybody's been just phenomenal tonight. And I'm sure the ones behind me will be as well. Much love to you, Nyla. I'll step back and, um, let the next poet step up. Appreciate you so much, sis. Thank you for being here tonight, hon. Love you dearly. I love you too, sissy. <laughs> All right, sweetheart. Okay, so I have to look at my sheet because my board is totally hiccuped. Our next caller comes from area code 213. Then we have 513 which is Scarlet, I believe. Then we have 412, and then it looks like Ty fell out of line, but he's going to be after 412. I see you down there. I don't know if your call dropped or what, but I got you, Betty. All right, so let's go ahead and grab my darling man, who is sinfully good. Here we have. Area code two one three. You are on the air. You can reach Ed McKinney on Facebook. Ed McKinney is on Instagram. Good evening. How are you, Nyla? How are you feeling? I am feeling wonderful, sweetheart. How are you? You sound so much better. I'm excellent. So I won't hold too much time. I feel so much better. That's excellent. That's good to hear. Mr. Sincere, what did you bring us tonight, my darling? It's called Renter's Guide. I rent a whole lot of nothing, socializing over social networks, 
called as many dead casting dead poets call time. Around a dead faces of details scrambled scrambling and scribbled around one of a peace offering of a thought wrapped around three seconds to ask. Can you please pass and and add a one ad in a local nosebleed about renting a whole lot of nothing to bask in the glory of artificial emptiness. Now back to the story, Groover's Lane. A line is a line where to and from secular, singular to annually, submitting Zionists, a countywide country order on taking her subtle submission by which renting a whole lot of nothing comes with fairies and everything that has a piece to be an outline public figurine. Selling a ditch is better than renting a side ditch or a lying reality of sexiness is scented with a funk, bass funk, lore, folklore from zero issues, a warrior's face. I would say renting a whore is a hoe. For those who don't know that is, go ask your grandfather when he's watering the grass. Cheaper to lease a girlfriend or financing a wide family court order. White lines and white wines cost a picket barrel local liquor store from a subtraction of to which a lease on a girlfriend's costly as a divorce over a finance. Financing a wife corners around emptiness and a whole lot of nothingness in peace. That was amazing. Thank you. You did a fantastic job on that, Ed. Thank you so much. I I started coughing in the middle. I hope I was able to mute myself fast enough so you guys, I didn't cough over you reading. If I did, I apologize. No no problem. And the second one's called uh, News Pomegranate. Newsletter, a journalist posts about the war inside her cheating heart, for which a Democratic Republic shall fall, newspaper article, poetry-filled backlash, in peace. Wow. That was a bullet. (laughs) Fast and furious right between the eyes. That was amazing. Well, thank you. You're very welcome, my darling. Thank you so much. So you need to... Tell everyone how they can give you loves. Ed McKinney on Facebook, uh, Instagrams, uh, Ed McKinney, and uh, One one Half Court Publishing. Um, that's my other uh, page, and um, that's how you can find me. Wonderful. I'm so glad you called in tonight, honey, and I hope you're able to make it in next week. You are phenomenal. I appreciate that. I'm very humble. And I want to uh, thank Amelia T. Davis. Uh, forgive me that voice that you said earlier. Um, she was a, a big uh, inspiration. So was um, Gina Storm and everybody else that came in my life, Peter uh-huh. Shell. And so I want to thank everybody for giving me an encouragement, in, encouraging me to come on. So you're talking about that voiceless. I was that individual who was that voiceless because I wasn't sure I was good enough to be heard. So I want to thank those who oh, man. You know who you are. So how so, – how has it changed yeah. your life since you've started doing that? I started I started off with uh, Poetry Palace, and that was my out, outlet. And I stayed there because uh, um, I just felt comfortable. And I didn't think I was – I used to call into your shows and all the shows, and I didn't think I was good enough because I was hearing everybody else. And I had to learn to stop comparing myself to everybody else because we're all different. 
And um, once I've done that and um, a few people reached out to me, uh, especially uh, me, T. Davis and um, a few mm-hmm. other people, I just said, okay, I'll, I'll go for it. So as how it changed my life, um, I'm, I'm more adept in my skin now. Um, so, and having my three books that's on the market really opened my eyes up to more like, okay, you said something a thousand years uh, later, somebody find it, I, I want somebody to read it and to enjoy what somebody did before them a thousand years later. So, so are you are I'm you at. going to do a time capsule and put your books in it? Um, I've already started that. No, uh, I did that several years ago. Well, you need to do a new one for this year and hide it in a new place then. I sure will. <laughs> All right, sweetheart. Thank you so much. I'm such a fan of yours. And, and you're getting mad love in the chat room. Ty says, uh, your words deserve to be heard. You have raw power in what you write. Um, I'm so humbled. Just tell everybody there, thank you. I love them so much. And, and thank you so much for giving a voiceless like myself an opportunity. So we, um, I bow down to you. Thank you so much for putting your time and effort. You are very appreciated. And thank you. My pleasure, sweetheart. Thank you. We'll talk to you next week. Yes, you will. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 513. You are on the air, and I believe this is Scarlett. Hi, everyone. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Awesome. Hi, I'm Scarlett Lay Whitburner. Um, I was invited here by Jimmy. So hello, everyone. Um, I think I'm going to read a piece that I wrote um it's called an ode to Vincent. Wait, 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 wait. What? This is your first time on the show, right? Yes. Well, you don't get get off that easily. That's not oh, how we do on. things here, girly girl. So first, you have to tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your writing, a little about who you are. Introduce yourself to us. We need to know. Inquiring minds need to know. <laughs> um. I Okay, so I guess I'll start from the beginning. I have written as long as I can remember. And um, it wasn't until five years ago I lost um, my mom, and then I lost um, my nephew, and then I lost my best friend all within six months or so of each other. And I was really dealing with a lot of compacted grief, and I couldn't find poetry that rang you know, with me. So um, I started to share my work for others because I just wanted to let people know that they weren't alone. And it was super important for me to have people connect with my words. And um, and now that it's been out there, I think, I think at this point about two years, I've been posting online and and kind of still getting a feel for the online life. But um, I just I just published my first book in January, um, and it is called Footsteps of Life: A Journey into a Chaotic Mind, which is so me because I am all over the place when I think, and um, you know, it takes you on a journey to good things, bad things, fun things, silly things. Um, it's very well rounded, and it kind of follows along with how my brain works. 
That is amazing. So what did you pick out to read tonight, and why are you going to read it? Why did you pick it out? Well, this this piece is actually in my book, um, but it's called An Ode to Vincent. And um, we had the Vincent Van Gogh, like, immersive experience come in through my city here. And I walked through it and got to read some of the letters that Vincent had had wrote. And um, my parents have always loved Vincent van Gogh, and I grew up going to the art museum. And I just found so much love in his work, and I wrote this from his letters. So here I'm excited to hear it. Great. <laughs> what petty miseries love tends to bring. You have loved me in stages of three. To love and to not be loved, to be loved and not love in return, and to be in love together. For you have loved me for so long, I had no other choice but to love you in return. And these petty miseries become pretty memories. My heart will beat with the rhythm of yours, so much so that if either were to stop, the other would cease as well. For my soul is forever intertwined with your soul. I will be your boulder. Forever listening ear. My flesh is your flesh. Forever and always, my dear. End poem. Did I lose you? Let me make sure. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can. Oh, <laughs> I was. But I lost it. I started coughing in the middle, so I muted my mic. And then you get done reading, and I'm just like gushing all over your amazing poem, but you couldn't hear me. And it's like, just shut. I'm still muted. That was my bad, you guys. I can't blame that one on the text. <laughs> that was absolutely incredible, sweetheart. Fantastic, fantastic thank debut you. to the thank show you, and to the audience. I am so glad you are here. Are you you are going to read two, correct? I have another one. Yeah. Um I have two okay. kind of that I've been thinking of doing. Would you prefer a longer or a shorter one? Whichever you want to do. I think I'm going to do this little bit. It's not too long, but I'm going to do this one. It's called Simple Things. Um and it's just one that I kind of wrote about myself and I know um a lot of Poets don't like, we all write about ourselves pretty regularly, um, but this is kind of like a little bit of a on me and um, not in my sad feelings or like an overwhelming feeling, just the things that I, I love in life. So it's called Simple Things. I've never been asked, but I love the moon. I love the sun just as much. I love when I'm reminded of how small we are and the tingle of a simple touch. I love that penguins mate for life, and I love riders on the storm, though if I was asked, I'd say light my fire. I love to love myself quietly, but only because I don't want to sound pompous, but truly, I believe I'm something great. I love when memories are linked with locations and smells and sensations, when I can finally take a breath. I prefer phone calls. I love to hear your enthusiasm. I love handwritten notes sent by post. I love that a paper cut can sting and throb. It reminds me of how delicate we really are. If I'm ever feeling down, 
a dill pickle can brighten my day. But I've never been asked anyway. End poem. Oh, I love that. You're getting some crazy. Are you in the chat room, aren't you? Are you in the chat room? I'm in the chat, but I, I, I'm not looking at it currently because I'm, I'm on, the, on the air. Um, but I hope everyone <laughs> likes it. Um, this, this, this I absolutely loved it. A journey. They're, <laughs> they are definitely fangirling and boying on you in the chat room, that's for sure. And someone oh, mentioned in there that you, you have a book signing coming up in a few weeks. I do. I have a book signing coming up in in my local town here. Um, Tyler's very – he's right around the corner from me. So, um, And we actually met through TikTok, and he – I guess I somehow ended up on his FYP page, and we had just been, you know, bouncing our, our poetry off of, <laughs> off of each other, and, and it's been awesome to see each other bloom in the community. Um, and I can't thank Jimmy enough for – invite me here. Like I said, this isn't my this is my first time reading, not my first time listening. I have been listening. I just um it happens to be around my, my little's bedtime. So it's it's sometimes difficult for me to get on. But um it's it's been amazing uh being on and I I can't thank you enough for having me. It's been our pleasure. Now that you've been here and read and we got to know you a little bit, your family now. We're keeping you, so I really hope, really hope that you had a good time and you'll come back and share some more of your work and some more of yourself with us because we would love to have you. Yeah, absolutely. You can. Um, I'm on almost every social. You can find me, um, Scarlet Lay Poet, Scarlet Lay Poetry, or Scarlet Lay Ripburger. Um, but I'm all. I'm on Instagram, TikTok, um, Facebook. YouTube, even though I think on YouTube I only have 70 followers, but I'll keep posting on there in hopes in hopes that, uh, you know, I'll get more. But I'm just trying to reach as many people as I can with my words and hope that they help. Yeah, I still, I really like YouTube, but I think YouTube is the wayside for TikTok. You know, I think that yeah. that's much more <laughs> instant gratification for people. It's just real super fast moving. You know, they can one to the one to one you can't really do that on YouTube so but yeah, I still really I like the uh, YouTube offers a higher level of creativity on what you can do the length of what you can post and all of that so I, I, I really like YouTube still so keep keep posting on there too I will I'll keep right, posting along <laughs> alright we'll thank you, you so much week, Scarlett you did amazing good night honey all right, let's go ahead and grab area code 412. Lance, are you with us? Excited me. <laughs> yes, ma'am, I am here. You should Can see you me. me. I'm okay. twirling in my chair. I'm like dancing on my desk like Snoopy, you know, like a little <laughs> Snoopy dog. I'm in this dog, dog house. His little feet just going. Yeah. Welcome. Glad well, you're here. Well, I am glad to be here. Um, Jimmy's been stalking me, and um, <laughs> I kind of would. I, <laughs> I kind of withdrew back at the end of last year. I took my website down and everything, and it was not for a negative reason. It was just I needed space to create. Um, you know, I was everybody's – there's such a demand in social – you bring up a really good point. There's such a demand in social media for us to perform like monkeys, 
you know, because yeah. it is so fast-paced, and you have to to keep. I mean, it's a it's a lot to keep up with. It's a yeah. it's, it really is, and you know, sometimes in order to hear yourself, you have to be quiet. And I know that doesn't make much sense, but in order to hear yourself, you have to be silent. So I understand 100% having to pull back. So you can just hear yourself and you can think, slow down and catch your breath. You know, otherwise it just, it's like a merry-go-round that just doesn't stop and keeps getting faster. Yeah, at 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 that point I was working on three novels at the same time. Um, I have a poetry collection coming out in September, and I was putting out a blog five days a week that amounted to an additional 6,000 words a week on top of that. And so it just got to be a bit much. So I tore my website down, and I went back to just using my free Facebook page to share things. And that's where I'm at at the moment. But once I get this issue sorted out with my agent to carry my first novel and the poetry book hits, I'll be, um, how do you put it? I'll be doing the performing monkey thing a little bit more. But I want <laughs> I'll to get, get my out little here out for you, okay? Yeah, I'm going to get the wee little symbols and sit here and climb them together and hang out with you guys once a weekend, right? <laughs> oh, my God, I'm so glad you said that. I wonder how many people know. As soon as you said it, came right in my brain. I knew exactly what you were talking about. My, my great-grandpa had one of those sitting on his shelf. Scared the crap out of me when I was a kid. That was a scary little monkey. Yeah, they were creepy. They were um, creepy. Well, as soon as so these to, books and stuff come out, you post those on my page and keep everybody updated so they can get them, right? I will, absolutely. And it's Wonderful. funny, the theme you were talking about earlier, your, 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 your theme about what's going to happen to our voices in a thousand years. Mm-hmm. My first book, my first poetry book is going to be called Signal, a guidebook for what comes next. And the idea of it that. is, there's a theory, there's a like a Mexican proverb that says that each of us dies three deaths. We die the first time when we learn about death. We die the second time when we actually die. And the third time we die is the last time someone mentions our name. And I want at least us as artists and creators to have immortality. I don't ever right. want to be forgotten because we bring words to them. We bring hope to them. We bring thoughts to them. We bring images and dreams and we paint them as big as we can so that other people can see them. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I always respected about Jimmy is that he's he's taking us into his dream. And so right. he kept he kept showing up and saying, come on, man, come back and do this with us. I just thought, okay, I miss you guys, and here I am. There's something to be said about being a part of a community like this. You know, there's so many different voices. There's so many different people, types of poetry, points of view, all of that. You know, but I think that there's something that really feeds us in this environment, being able to share with each other. 
like this, you know. And I'm really, really glad that Jimmy was your stalker and brought you back because we have missed you. I have missed you. I mean, I'm well, I hope you, I hope I hope you like the I hope you like the new words. Um, the pieces I want to share tonight are actually from um, from the book Signal, and this will be the first time okay. anybody's heard them. Um, I have not posted these. I have not shared them with anybody. So, um, well, we won't, we won't tell anybody. Oh, you can tell them. I want them banging <laughs> down my door so the world, they're ready so. for it. <laughs> <laughs> You're only reading um, the world, but we won't tell anybody, okay? <laughs> poem is called Ashes. In the quiet of a back room, burnt out open to the raging winter of fire chatters, crackles, spits incantations at the night, trying to summon other seasons, times when the snowfall does not come like ash, making shadows on the coals before being devoured. Beneath the layers of black, dark gray, my eyes glitter, holding the blaze, watching for signs portents, perhaps just poetry, the romance of hunger, of lust, making even the warmth into subtle metaphor, fingers busy weaving, tying knots to hold my ghost within. In through the charred doorway, a dog, crippled, deformed, born broken, his yellow eye restless, takes in all the dancing shades but makes only for me, perched here. Upon a crate that once held oranges, sweet, bright, like a summer moon over the desert, we sit, warm in our silence. We are not welcome here, he said quietly, his crooked fangs making his speech rough, dark. We are aliens, savages, Primitive monsters walking the fringes, hunting for scraps of magic left by aging children as they forgot how to fly, how to change into things that could transcend the pain. They have a word for us. They call us feral, things that were once domestic, once civilized, that sought the taste of wildness once again, shrugging off their collars and went out to the unnamed parts of the maps, the gray spaces, where their worlds connect but seldom touch without conflict. I have come to bring you black prophecies, he said, shaking his head as if to clear the vision of the voices. I came to tell you how it is all going to end, but I see the markings on your hands. You know you have set it all in motion. The seedlings already lift their green heads toward the light somewhere close. How have you made a home here, my brother, he asked, head turned as if to hear my heart speak. How have they not seen you for what you are? How can you hide your brazen madness, quiet in your hurricane laughter? How can you hide among such hollow, changeless things and not become one of them? I throw the cord into the fire. It blossoms, 
each knot becoming a different flower of scarlet, each bound around a wish, a dream, a vision. I can live among them because I am not alone. I can taste the savagery on their tongues. I can smell the wildness on their heated honeyed skins. I have shown them how to build fires. Among them I have found such artistry. They are cunning craftsmen of the dark and the profane, gliding as we do along the borderlands, calling, singing out in deep green voices for others to come to their beds, their sanctuaries, their Edens decorated in carnal purples where they moan, lost in their acts of creation. I have discovered among them such fires, my friend, as we have never dreamed. I have found my kin among them, filled with secrets that we sup upon like vampires, languid in our humors, raging against the unwanted dawn. I have found hidden among them the creatures that we were once before we gave all up into bitterness and despair. I have found among them resurrection. His tears were like sapphires falling into the coals. It cannot be. It cannot be. It cannot be, he murmured, that I have been too blind to see this magic, that I have not known these bad vagabonds. I had come to bring you strange foretellings, and you have struck me into the dust of your awakening, felled me to where I cannot hope to ever rise. He fell into the dust and darkness, below a light. But I scooped him up gentle into my arms, held him sobbing as I walked out into the snow, laying heavy now. And one by one, my savage sisters, brothers, emerged from the edges where the night blurred, their shoulders wreathed in purple, flickering fire. They took him into their blood-hot and fearless embrace, where he, like I, was born again. And Paul. Holy shit. Can you guys see why I was so excited that he was here? Do you understand now? <laughs> Damn. I have missed you. My soul has missed you. Oh, thank you. I mean, that means, it means the world to me. <laughs> so Enjoy is that, that book is out now, right? Or is it soon no, it's to be September. Out? September. It's going to, if everything goes the way I have it planned, it'll be out on the first day of autumn. I don't want to wait that long. Yeah, but you need to because I want it to be perfect. So the one you just read, would you be willing to email that to me so I can read it again on Facebook? Of course. Absolutely. If I promise Anytime. not to show it to anybody. I don't mind at all. I will do that as soon as I get off here. Do you want to know why? Why is that? I'm going, I'm going on a trip soon where I'm going to be out in the desert by myself for two weeks on a fossil dig. I go, I go every year. And right. I'm going to be sitting out there in the desert by myself. I don't want to read that out there. Oh, that's very cool. I like that idea. I, I want to read that in the environment that it needs to be read in. 
or at least where my 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 soul feels it needs to be read in. That was phenomenal. It it absolutely resonated with me on so many different levels. I can't even tell you. It was a fantastic write. Thank you so much. That means the world. That's awesome. So, were you going to do another one? If you'd like me to, I will. Okay. Um, this one needs a wee little bit of explanation. Um, there are two birds that exist in the United States, whippoorwills and chuckwills widows. They're both named after the call they make. And in most Native American traditions, both of them are harbingers of madness. They people into the night and introduce them to their own brand of insanity, whatever that happens to be, whether it's positive or negative. But the old Appalachian folks used to kind of look forward to hearing them every every night because they call only at night. And when light illuminates them, their eyes glow red. And so in the old days, they used to send kids to chase them down the dirt roads. And the birds would fly off a little bit and then call again, almost like a Pied Piper leading the children away. And this poem is... This poem takes place in the Appalachian Mountains, and it's called Chuck Will's Widow. He dragged a chair, splintered and tired out into the long grass. The rain that passed during the hazy afternoon left the blades wet deep down, and it soaked him to his knees as he walked. The moon remembered being full, but had no will to rise, so it hung half-empty in the southwestern sky, playing half-hearted peekaboo behind the gnarled locust trees, thick with white flowers. He chose a place as much for his tiredness as for its divinity, and sat, easing his bulk down onto the creaking wood, patient as the legs sank until they found firmer ground, becoming stable beneath him. One by one, a million stars emerged, greeting him, flickering, some code that played itself in messages across his soft, china blue eyes, telling him secrets, but swearing him to silence. Glass bottle slipped from his pocket, landing without ceremony. He groaned more out of habit than pain as he bent to retrieve it, rubbing it between his palms comforting like a rosary. Perhaps he would build a fire, burn the signs, gaudy white and shameless, marking the land for sale, negotiable. He thought they would sell the sky if they could parcel it out, so much blue to build on. Somewhere down the lane, a ghost totem, a Chuck Will's widow chanted, the ritual of its song, like a baited line, luring the already mad out into the dark, chinless and true. He had walked that road, found the bird, eyes like pomegranate seeds flashing in the moonlight as it ran, yard by yard, drawing him deeper into real ruin where no trail leads back. He senses the barn to his south, looming massive in the night, like a leviathan patient hollow, watching the long grass dance, 
its soul, a single bare filament bulb burning. Bats pass like thoughts, never lingering, their voices bouncing, showing them the world, their words forming the universe as they fly. He hears the poetry, cannot remember it all. With 70 years behind him, he settles back, breathes it in, holds that swirling air in his lungs until he can exhale his ghost to see the land, to haunt the very earth. A day or even a dozen go by, but they find him catatonic, old eyes still bright focused on the hills, not dead but emptied like the old jars they find in the pantry stacked in rows. It sits, unsold, year unto year. The once proud house molders, slanting, easing into disrepair, the curtains dancing now and again with the passing of his spirit. He waits, he remains, patient for the crack in the firmament, the breaking, the shift that turns the poles when the living slip into the mystery and the dead ascend to re-inhabit joy. End poem. Wow. I am so excited for your book to come out. I better not get hit by a bus before then. Uh, it better be a big like bus. Sit in a closet with bubble wrap around me waiting. Mm. I am very, very excited to read your book. I'm very excited to share it. I'm looking forward to it. That one's in there too, it's, you said, right? What's that? Yeah. Yeah. This is yeah. these pieces were both from that. I I had a hard time. I was gonna actually flip a quarter. I had three picked out and I figured I flipped a quarter to pick which one of the second or two I agreed. <laughs> so that's what we ended up with. Scientific, you know, methods here. It, you can't argue with science. You know what they say about the quarter flip, right? No, what do they say? So the quarter flip works not because it tells you which to choose, but while the quarter's in the air, your brain will tell you which you're hoping for. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So no matter what it lands, pick the one you hoped for while it was in the air. That is awesome. You need to work that into a poem somewhere. I already have it in one, and it'll be in the book. Good. <laughs> awesome. All right, baby, you need to do me a favor, because I know there's going to be people wanting to know. Tell them how they can find you, please. Um, I will put the spelling of my name in the chat room, um, because my last name is a bear to spell. Um, the only two places you can – well, three places you can find me now are my Facebook page, my Facebook pro page, and I do Instagram, but Instagram has just been outlet for my photography and all my other hobbies. But you're more than welcome to join me there, too. And um, I will get that poem out to you once I'm off the air. And it was so good to hear your voice. It's amazing to hear yours. I hope that you get a chance to come back as often as you can because you are incredible and you're missed when you're not here. Well, and thank way, you. This way, is amazing. The way Jimmy was beating down my door, you know, I just figured I'll put it on the calendar for every week and do my best to be here. 
Well, I can send you reminders. Hopefully I'll see you next week. Okay. Thank you, baby. Love you. Our next caller comes from area code. Hi. Comes from area code Tyler. My son is named Ty or Tyler, so I keep shortening it to Ty. Please forgive me if you don't like that. I can't help this. Muscle memory. That's remember that thing? Your brain has muscle memory. That's what's going on here. It's real. It's a real thing. Like I said, you can't argue with science. All right. Three one five or five one three, you're on the air. Hey, how's it going, Nyla? It is going amazing. How are you, Tyler? I am doing great. This has been incredible. Like, man. <laughs> right? It's been a very inspiring night. Yeah, it really has, especially having Scarlett in here because she was the voice that led me to use mine. So that was awesome to see her in here and then completely one-up me. So that, that was wonderful <laughs> of her. She did great. She's the one that gave you your voice. That's awesome. Well, now it's time to pay it forward. The one yeah. that gives someone else voice. You need to be that person for someone else. So when you think about what I, she gave you, I want you to give that to someone. I, I definitely hope to do that, and I hope to continue to do that for a really, really long time. It's incredible. You, you know, people would be amazed if they understood how small of a breath it takes under someone's wings to make them so, so high. There's, there's, there's people sitting there so hungry for that that all it takes is just the smallest of breaths and you can send them to the stars. Oh, yeah. And be that breath for somebody, you guys. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. We, we're, no, we're literally made up of stardust. Like, we're meant to be space-bound, without a doubt. So I do have a couple pieces for you. Okay. Uh, The first one is called Embers, and it goes like this. I am not scared of your flames as they kiss my charred skin. My nerve endings refuse to acknowledge pain long ago, and now... They just yearn for your touch, your embrace. I want to breathe into your embers, oxygenating you with my calcified lungs until you are roaring. I do not wish to tame you or extinguish your power, nor do I cower in the corner wielding hoses and hydrants to douse you. No, my dear, I wish to watch you incinerate everything with your truth and poem. Wow. I want to watch you incinerate everything. That's a great line. <laughs> and then the second one, um, this one is untitled. I didn't uh, pick a title for it yet, but it goes like this. I lurk in the shadows of your conscience, emerging as your ghost, embodying every shortcoming and wrongdoing etched into your existence. Duty and desire dance delicately, disastrously downwards into damnation. Gravity pulls you in separate directions. You are a helpless witness to a child's decay, 
unable to ease their final breath in poem. Wow. You know what came to me as the title for that? At first, I thought, I first when I was listening, I thought apparition, but I like waltz. Ooh. I really like that. It, it's, I, I mean, the whole thing was that waltz through the whole the scenario. The, the I mean, you can almost hear the the the, the steps, the chore, the chore, chore, choreography. That, yeah, choreography. Speak. <laughs> you know, no, the choreography the of the time. way it progressed. It was wonderful. I love that. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, that, um, it was actually, like, just a lot of the conflict that's going on in the world right now and even the stuff going on here stateside, um, there's a lot of hungry mouths out there. Uh, In school, I actually had to do a paper on uh, starvation and hunger, and going through the statistics and numbers, like, it was harrowing. Fantastic. That's sweetheart. Yeah, thank you. You're very welcome. That. Um, everyone can find me. I am on TikTok mainly. Um, Third Eye Tie is the username on there. Um, and then I did start uh, kind of getting a little bit on Meta over on Instagram, um, and that is uh, Third Eye Tie Poetry. And you can find me as Tyler Steven Tittle on Facebook. I'm always down to have more friends and meet new people. You guys are absolutely amazing. I am so glad you came back this week. If you do it 20 more and more times, it's going to be a habit. You know that, right? Oh, it, it, yeah. It's already going to be a habit. I have, <laughs> I I have like, on that. a Post-it note. <laughs> I, I literally have the number and time on a Post-it note right in front of my computer. Well, that's awesome. You know, the logo and everything makes a great tattoo. You know, you can put the number on there, too. Just saying, Ooh. you guys. Just in case you were wondering. I wonder if my tattooist will give me a two-for-one, like, special or something. (laughs) I hate going on a buddy system. Everybody get this speakeasy tattooed on your butt. No, then you can't read the number. That won't work. (laughs) You can read each other's butts. That will work. (laughs) Yep. Everyone get it on the butt cheek. It doesn't matter, left or right. Oh, my God, we're weird. (laughs) It's great, though. I love it. I'm calling your pants, let me get that number right now. I didn't drop the pants. <laughs> the whole group right. of people mooning each other. <laughs> oh my god, you know it's really horrible. I can I can picture it. I just can. Sweetheart, Tyler, thank you so much for tonight. You were amazing, honey. Thank you so much for having me. This has been fantastic as always. I will be here next week. Wonderful. I look forward to it. Good night. Good night. Okay. Our next caller is from – we had tied four. had four. Next was four, one, nine. Four, one, nine, you're on the air. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Rebel. Hey, is this new number? Huh? Yeah, yeah, it's my new number. I didn't recognize it. You're trying to trick me. <laughs> is this going to be a permanent new number, or is it just a new number for right now? No, no, it's permanent. It's permanent. Um, my other number was just 
it was getting wild calls for whoever had the number before me. Well, I am glad you have a new number and you're called in, and I can't hear what you've got for me, my dear. I'm actually, I wasn't going to call in. I even told the wife and the kids, like, Daddy doesn't think you're going to call in fast. I've been busting my ass at school. It's the last week for this course, and I'm writing a 10-page final, and it's just madness. But I was like, no, I need to call in because it's something I do for myself. Yeah, you do need to call in. Yeah. So I reached back in the archives because I'm not at liberty to share any of the new stuff I've written um, in the last week yet. So I reached in the archives, and I'm going to start with um, the Phoenix. The serpent within her is shrouded in flames as her being is reawakened, revamped fragments of memories from different lives, from many different pasts, as she receives glimpses of who she's been in all her different pasts. Few she must be with so much in her newborn head happening. Fly from here, young phoenix. Fly into your beautiful genius once again. Peace. That was long enough. Thank you. Um, the next one's that, a little longer. That was that was like foreplay. That was a tease. That was a pat on the cheek. Yeah, Give it was. The next one's longer. The next one's longer, and it's more um, braggadocious, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you got to do that. Um, the next one's called the Awakening Pen. And it's our older piece from a few years back. Awake while sleeping, I once walked this way. In mad stumble, I walked in slumber most of my existence until one day. I awoke from this dream and took up the pen. This is the day I first began living, diving into words with descriptive vision, giving a message to do something inkful when breathing, consciousness influencing the each letter written, written with my eyes closed. Not sure how it all comes together, not certain how it's all fitting, but it does. And after each letter bleeds, it leaves my writing hand with a violent itchiness, my fingers what you, the reader or listener, are currently seeing or hearing. I've scratched the bloody mess upon this loose leaf as the truth breathes life into the content of this unknown piece, sneaking through the shadows of my thought caverns, stealing the show with rhythmic words and a mind-penetrating flow to reach you, the reader and listener, for your mind to be blown, never again able to think the same See, this world is the same for this poet's gift I truly hope would be the one to blame, not for wealth or fame, but to permanently imprint poetic verse into each and every grain of human consciousness, their brains, should such beauty ever get the opportunity to reach every human being, I'll be damned, my Steve Urko, this bitch, did I do that? Peace. <laughs> Did I do that? (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Thank you. Um, I am Rebel Jones. Um, You can find me at Nyla's first and foremost Thursday night. 
come hella high water, I guess. Um, once in a while, I'll, you'll, you'll catch me on Facebook. Um, I do most of my poetry posting on um, TikTok, but I've been so busy with school and homeschooling my son, I haven't really had the time for a lot of social media. Um, let's see, I got YouTube, um, Poetry by Rebel P. Jones, Madman Productions. I post occasionally on there, but not too often again. I'm very busy, but I always try to make time for Nyla Thursday night because that's my that's my date. I'm kind of sweet on it. <laughs> yeah, you're my Thursday night date. Yeah. Yeah. And it wouldn't be me if I didn't finish off by saying thank you for waking up today. Thank you for calling in today. Yes, ma'am. Which means you had to wake up in order to do that. So, you know, Absolutely. thank you for going that extra. Thank you for going that extra mile. <laughs> I love you, Nyla. Thank you for your platform and for having Looney Tunes like me on board. Appreciate you so much, honey. Thanks. Good yes, night. Good night. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and give the lineup as we have right now. We have got. Seven oh eight, followed by two one six and four one nine, eight one three, and there we go. All right, so seven oh eight, you are on the air. Hey, how's it going? It's going wonderful. How are you? Pretty good. I'd like to start off by saying uh, thank you for allowing me on this platform. Um, I'm new to it. So listening in, I already kind of got the idea of what I need to do. So I go by... Want to introduce yourself for me, love? Yes. So I I go by Poet Poet. uh, That's P-O underscore I-T underscore P-O-E-T. And um, so I've been writing poetry, I don't know, as long as I can remember. Uh, poetry for me has been a thing that kind of uh, guided me and helped me through life. And uh, uh, not too long ago, um, I got back to doing a couple things that I love. Uh, one of those things is poetry. The other things is bartending. So that's why po- how Poet Poet was created. Poet Poet. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Very clever. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. I've really been uh, teetering, I guess, going back and forth between what I wanted to share. Um, But I'm going to just go with what I know. All right. So uh, the general is two pieces, right? Mm Mm-hmm. All right. So um, I'm going to share this first piece and it kind of give you – a little bit of um, just kind of introduction of kind of like why I do what I do. And then uh, I'll go into another one. I do it for the pen. I started writing poetry for myself for encouragement. It was fed by my trauma, but the results were my nourishment. 
I never even thought of sharing, especially not reciting it to others. I had this great gift, but when I closed the page, it was covered. Until one day, a close friend saw my eyes as I was reading to myself and asked if he can borrow my poem. Broken Glass, Shattered Dreams was the title that I let him take home. I was captivated by what happened next. He told me it helped him through a tough time. It created a spark, and then I knew it was time for action. I never even fathomed the power my words expressed from within. Helping others by helping myself became one of the many reasons why I do it for the pen. Poetry is the ATM. I'm the debit card. Without the pen, there's no transaction. I do it for the pen because without it, I'm not sure what would have happened. The pen is one of the few things I can depend on. The pen translated my pending thoughts into I was what I call in the zone, a place that made me never want to return home. I do it for the pen for reciprocation. The pen walked me through and never instigated any situations unless it had to. The pen helped me have some really hard conversations. The pen helped me avoid the pen and never made me feel pinned. The pen helped me unearth things deep in as its words deepened. The pen never made me lose sleep. Its aroma opened me up as it filled in its loose leaf. The pen doesn't need ink. It takes pennies. In fact, it's my two cents in all senses that it uses for an incomplete sentence. Let me reverse. It uses my two cents for a free verse, an adverse. The pen helped me through the pandemic when anxiety made me feel like the air was acidic. It helped me rejoice and mourn. It helped me cope and move on. It helped me carve out my box and process what I didn't understand, like I was sitting on the couch with a psychologist viewing ink blots. The pen was my verse critic and sharpened my most analytical abilities. The pen helped me return to laughter and humility. Now it should be much clearer to see why I do it for the pen. Growing up, it's always been one of my best friends. Peace. I absolutely love that piece. I always tell people that, you know, your words are your friends. You know, they will never let you down. That was a great piece, sweetheart. Thank you. You're very welcome. I can't wait to hear your next one. Okay, so... Uh, first off, uh, I didn't do this on my first poem, and normally I do. So I have an introduction uh, that I do, so not to take away from the poem, but I, I believe everybody will pretty much get it. So uh, this, this next poem that I'm going to do is called Phenomena of Reactance. I take shots at these bars. At bars of poor shots. They yelled out, poet, poet out. Stay tuned as I fill the glass. Okay, so when I was a child, I was extremely quiet due to my trauma. Because of that, I was very observant. I know there's a such thing as filling the room, but should you feel like the room? Let me ask you a question. Have you ever felt sad when when everyone else looks happy? You ever feel like society is trying to force feed you an emotion to display and you rebel in that moment? You ever catch the reverse psychology being played on you like you're the mark of some kind and don't play along? 
You ever had a feeling you didn't understand until the moment was done? Well, speaking to you. The psychological phenomenon of reactors occurs whenever you see happiness and smiles. In fact, you try to do the same, but you change the gravity, which pulls it down. You've been burdened with the result of involuntary frowns since a child. Your life is more like a drama class as you act to receive a grade from opinionated thoughts of your forced expressions to blend into this mixer called normal, which is only another's acted expressions fighting gravity to set a standard, which is a contradiction to itself. What's normal, right? Platonic oxymoronic words penetrating each other at the period of a run-on impregnating it with a short attention span in the pumping area of the chest. Your essence has a lot of love lost and haven't been refused loved. You're making sense of senseless actions, not acted and only left. You have nothing satisfactory and want, but need to give all but yourself. You befriend pride when you need help, letting this peer pressure stimulate stress out of natural adrenaline, running from the place beginnings end, and your life appears upside down, and you're trying to make sense of it with your head cocked sideways like a perplexed dog until you realize your back is faces backwards against your own pawns on a chessboard in a solitaire match. It's all in your mind. These whims stimulate exothermic reactions like combustion of a struck match against the sand dunes hardening your pupils. And yet, you see clearly in a foggy mirror through reflections of smiles surrounding you with empty emotions. Your enclosed mind is open, open to possibilities of knowns and unknowns Inquiring inquiries you'll never understand, just withstand while the wind erodes your joy as you stand still in motion, keeping you down for an immeasurable while. Wow. It's a psychological phenomenon of reactance occurs whenever you see happiness and smiles. You still choose to feel down. Well, I pray you surround yourself with love and understanding people that know sooner or later you'll come around. Sooner or later, that frown, upside down, just not in the moment. They aren't used to, I mean, isn't normal subjective? Then why can't one's feelings be selected or unexpected or redirected or in sections or a deep-ass message or so simple it confuses them? Why don't they get it? You are not them and they are not, so you tell them. Don't tell me when to feel and I'll fill you. With an undying love, you'll love once you understand. I say this to you, through you, and as I look in the mirror, because I'm that man. So please smile whenever you actually feel it, of course. And that's that piece. Drink up. I love that drink up. <laughs> we are filled from that poetry, that is for sure. Thank you. <laughs> How is that is incredible, sweet, right? Right? <laughs> what an incredible debut to the show, sweetheart. You were fantastic. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, I'm on uh, Instagram. You can find me on Instagram, TikTok. Uh, it's poet, poet, P O underscore I T underscore P O E T. Um, I was uh, actually on Clubhouse earlier, and Vicky actually told me to jump on here, so I made sure that I do so. I, I did so, and 
Uh, just want to say, uh, you know, it's a very great platform, very great show. Uh, keep doing what you're doing. And I just want to shout out to all the poets, everybody that's going on before me and the ones that are going on after me. Just want to say great job. Keep doing what you do. Uh, keep writing your soul and, uh, and, and expressing, you know, your essence. Phenomenal. Well, I hope that now that you've found your way here that you had a good time. I would love to get to know you and your words better, so I'm hoping that you will come back and share more. Thank you. Very cool. Pleasure meeting you, sweetheart. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Good night. Good night. And speaking of, next caller, Mama, are you with me? Of course I am. I wouldn't miss poet. I wouldn't miss poet. sweetheart. He was amazing. Thank you for inviting him. I invited a bunch of people, but I don't know. I got here late myself. I got tied up and forgot the time it was watching the stupid Trump news. Oh, God. I'm just inundated with news. Like, I'm sitting here like, oh, I can say it's 843. Oh, my God. But, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> time can just get away. But I've been enjoying the show. I'll probably listen to the replay. I think the first person I heard was um, machine. the word machinist. Uh, Jimmy Ray. So was he the first person? He was the first caller. Oh, I didn't miss any plus. I just missed the assignment. <laughs> <laughs> I can send them to you, Missy. Don't get so don't get so don't get so squirrely on me. <laughs> I know how to find them. <laughs> anyway, I just love you so much. I'm telling you. I'm I'm in over my head. Everything is still going like really slow from Guatemala, so I'm still dealing with that. So a lot of times I lose my train of thought and time and all this kind of stuff with this deep thinking and fighting all these different fights. But um, I'm here, uh, present and accounted for, and I'm going to read the same poem that I read earlier uh, that poet already heard. But I wanted to write a love poem my darling daughter, uh, for the month of February, because I very seldom write love poems, and I want to write a really good one, so pay attention. And the name of this piece is called It's Meant to Be. The name of the piece, again, is called Meant to Be. And give you a little background on it, since I'm only going to do the one poem. Um... It's about two people meeting and just hit it off right away, and they already make their decision that they want to spend the rest of their lives and eternity and everything else together. I mean, they just totally are in love. And it goes like this. Come to the center of my river. Navigate towards the water's rhythm. Leave the safe shores of the edge. Enter the center. Come to the middle where the water gushes, where the water rushes. Come to the center of my river and conquer all that's within me. Please don't stand at the bank and drink. Come, come, my mighty king. Establish your kingdom. Possess my kingdom. Sweeter is the water in the center. Don't be afraid to enter. 
together. We shall continue for eternity and a day. Life is held in my womb. Life begins inside of my river. Plant your seed of love, life, and joy. A princess or a princely boy. No one shall ever see. No one shall ever know my nakedness but be. This is the decree of the river. This is the decree of the river's passion that dwells deep inside of me. Take action. Come, my love, come into my raging waters. And calm my river, satisfy your emotions with your motions, with your motions. Show me, own me, possess me until the sun melts into the ecstasy of my soul. And the stars stand guard with delight and twinkle, twinkle throughout the night. And when a new day begins, our nightly dreams may succumb to the pleasures beyond all measure. Ties of the tides can never be severed. In the middle of my river, heaven and earth come together, and we are one. Take it, all of it, whatever it may be, all of me. Take all of me. Let us transcend, embark together. Yes, we transcend together beyond this earthly plane. Be mused, mystified now. May I know your earthly name? Poem. <laughs> that was beautiful. Absolutely pure, 100% feminine submission to something that's deserved or deserving, I guess I should say. Yeah, it be that way sometimes, daughter. You don't even know his name, but you're attracted to him. <laughs> yeah. Really attracted. You know, I just I just bumped into you on the subway, but dude, it's you and me. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, those pheromones. Man, you got some pheromones on you. I, I mean, the musk is coming. Is the musk is like you know driving me up the lyrics, driving me up the lyrics. <laughs> I love that piece. That was beautiful, Mama. Thank you, my darling daughter. I love you. Thank you. Bye bye. <laughs> Tell everyone how to find you first before you go, Mama. Vicky Aqua, Poetry Soup. Awesome. My Facebook All right, page Mommy. is hacked. My Facebook page is hacked, so I'm not. I don't want nobody to go to the wrong one over here. I got two other ones, but still, Vicky Aqua on one, Vicky Harrington on the other. Um, I'm not desperate for friends, but if you're a poet, you're welcome to stop by and say hello. All right, Mama, you did a great job tonight. <laughs> I love the love poem. Thank you for sharing it. Okie dokie. All right, we'll talk to you in a bit. Okay, you didn't ask me if I was going to do two because I did one long one. Oh, but you told me you were only going to do one. That's why I didn't ask you to do another one. No, I just wanted you to say oh. it. 
Because I want you oh, to be Okay. That spoiled. just shows you that spoiled. I listen to you, Mama. I want to be spoiled when I come over here because you're my daughter. And I haven't been in good space, <laughs> so I just make up stuff so you can see something else to me. That's all. One love. Talk to you later. I love you, Mama. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you, baby. Thank you, baby. <laughs> okay. Our next caller. Now, I'm going to, I don't want to cut you. We've got 21 minutes left, and we have one, two. Well, I'm going to shut down the line before we have uh, 419-813-573-8635. So I still want you to be able to do poems. You can do two. Like normal, shorter normal poems or one long poem. Read them both back to back. Read one, then read the other. I'm going to keep my comments to the minimum at the end of both reads so that I can chew on and get your two poems on. All right. It's caller, area code 419. Hello, Nyla. Hey, Shelly. How are you, sweetheart? I'm good. I'm glad I got only small things, so I'm, I'll go on and read them and go because I know you're in a rush or whatever. So, well, it's funny because tonight I just got small ones. I haven't written in a while, and I found these. I'm like, I might just share them on the air with you. So, first one: <laughs> matters of the heart unspoken. Matters of the heart, what lies within, deep down inside, there exists a part of us that cannot hide. We are all human, living our lives. No matter what society derives, the hatred, the division, splitting us up, but why? When we stand up and believe what's truly inside, what matters most is what we carry in our hearts. We are all created to be who we are. We are all given sight of what we see. The only difference is our belief. Who is to judge what is wrong or what is right? Who decides the lyrics that make up a song? Why feed the hatred and why play a part? when what truly matters most are the matters of our hearts. I'm glad indeed and poem. what matters most. <laughs> and then this one just, that, yeah, and then this is a really small one. It says, um, silence echoes loudly, boasting smiles aloud, to go back to a life more happy, to take away the moment where sadness fell. Time is a healer of pain, Pain is a part of life. Enduring the elements of living, we will survive. That's beautiful, both pieces, Shelley. It's so good to hear from you. It's been a bit. Not not yeah. like an eon, but it's been a bit, and I've missed you. I, I need to write more. I feel every time I did your show before, I'd write something, have something new, and I just have not been in the lull of writing, but I hope to get back to but it. But you know too. what? You have years of writing that we have never heard. Have no we don't know if you wrote it today or if you wrote it 10 years ago. So everything is new to us. You don't have to share something yes. new every time. Just find something that's in your heart and your notebooks and share it. Yeah. I wrote a poem about my niece, and then she passed away from the very stuff I wrote the poem about. And when you go back, it's like like profiting it, prophesizing it. So uh, it's crazy. But. Could you write me on, like, Beach Hawaii, please? Can I what? Can, I can, can you write me on Hawaii? For, like, prophecy. Write, you want write me to write a poem you about prophecy? me sitting on a beach in Hawaii. Write a beach about me being in Hawaii is what I'm saying, because that's your prophecy, and then I'll end up in Hawaii. Hers was on a park bench, and she was cold and lonely, and that's how she died. 
Yeah, I can do that on a beach. I'm just on a beach. I was being silly, Shelly. (laughs) (laughs) It's all good. (laughs) I love you so much. It's so good to hear from you. Tell everyone how to find you, my love. Um, I'm Shelly Gambino on Facebook. I haven't been on there a lot lately because I have a friend of mine, my best friend on hospice right now, so I'm a caretaker, plus I work during the day, so life has been really hard for me right now. Um, But I am also Poetical Intrigue on Facebook where I just put my poems, but like I said, I haven't been keeping up with them lately. I would like to start doing them again and publish them on there. So that's how you can find it. Very cool. Well, we are here whenever you need us, whenever you have time. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome, sweetheart. We love you dearly. And understand when you're not here, and when you're not here, and know that we're there with you, okay? I I appreciate that, and I always appreciate your platform, and I love um, your show. Thank you. Thank you, sweetie. We love you, too. Have a good night. Yeah, thank you. Bye-bye. All right, our next caller comes from area code. I do sucky at making people read back-to-back. Okay, I am not talking between poems. Read your poems back-to-back, and then I'll talk. Area code 813, you are on the air. Hi. Hi, Nyla. <laughs> um, hey, AJ, how are you? Bridger. I'm good. <laughs> uh, this is my second time here, so I will be brief. Um, shout out to all the poets who came before me. I have two short new poems that I wrote recently, and I would like to share them. Um, the first one is titled Broken Wings. To the man who has a man but won't let me go. My sorrow for you escapes me when I remember you could never know how deep the river goes or how this quill takes me higher than the birds in the clouds could ever know. These ink-stained hands cursed to only know the embrace of this quill and not that of a lover's match. Burnt into the surface from melted wings, I pieced together with the scraps of my poems incomplete. I beseech the heavens to have mercy on me. Maybe I was born to know the suffering of men, the temptation of sin, to know the sweetness of a world worth exploring and no one to share it with. Drinking from a cup I thought I filled with happiness, but it always seems to run dry. I wonder if he knows I've dreamt of him, like Achilles did with Patroclus, like Van Gogh with his starry night. Maybe we could be in another life, but for now, he'll be the man who can't let go, and I'll be the boy with just broken wings to show. And my second piece, (laughs) my second piece is... um, well, I, I challenged myself to write a new poem every month for 2024. That was my resolution. Um, and I wrote two in January. So I still need to write one for February. But this one, I guess you could dedicate this to Valentine's Day because it's titled, This is What My Love Looks Like. <clears throat> this is what my love looks like. If you ask me to describe what my kind of love looks like, I tell you, and without hesitation, in the most direct way possible, with gusto and glee, and with a twinkle in my cocoa-colored eyes, love to me looks like spicy tomato soup, the gooeyest, cheesiest, buttery and flaky grilled cheese sandwiches, and full bellies on a cold day, handwritten letters at 1 a.m. on a stationery you could only dream of, scratched together painstakingly by quill and ink, sealed affectionately with paper flowers, and a mixture of different colored waxes 
and a bumblebee seal to hold it all together with those tiny wings, my bat signal, if you will. It looks like laundry, freshly pressed and folded neatly in your fancy wicker basket. It looks like healthy boundaries, like green flags and some beige one C. My love isn't just good morning text. It's messages in a bottle washing up to your bare feet on the wide open shore, a blanket woven together with the silk of our memories, a slow dance with four feet in perfect synchronicity, seriously, no hyperbole necessary. This is what my love looks like. And peace. And that's it. That's what I got. <laughs> you really must be brother and sister from some other other something. In that you know? home, my favorite, <laughs> my favorite comfort food in the whole world is if I think of food that means to me, it's tomato soup and a toasted cheese sandwich. Bumblebees you know, are my absolute that. favorite thing when I was a kid. I would catch them when I was little by the handfuls, and I would put them in my hair like brettes and jewelry, and I would wear them, and they would just crawl around on me when I was little. I, they, were my, they were my friends. And, I mean, just everything throughout that poem is like, wow, wow, wow. We've got to be created somehow. We, we absolutely must. We have the same genes somewhere. <laughs> I'm with it. <laughs> I love it. But yeah, I'm I'm, like I'm, under, I'm a little you. You're my tribe. I'm with it. Hey, I'm listen, that's the that's the cool <laughs> thing about your chosen family. You can add and subtract <laughs> as much as you'd like. So I'm here <laughs> for it. And you know, shout out to the poets who are on TikTok. I followed a couple of you guys. Way to go. I don't know if you guys are still on, but I'll give you guys a follow and a shot y'all a message. You guys did really, really well. Thank you so much for having me. I'll do my best to remember to jump on. I always forget. And I turn the notifications on on Facebook, and that's why I saw the prompt earlier. You're like, hey, poets, any titles, you know, for the, the post that you did earlier today? And so I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I have to jump on. I have to jump on. <laughs> and I was working. And mind you, I'm under the weather. So, like, I'm running home. I called in. I'm running home. I had to walk my dog. I'm, like, doing all this other stuff. I'm like, but I'm listening. I'm here. I've been here for, like, the last, what, hour and a half? Almost two hours. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. I'm so glad you called in. I hope you get feeling better soon, hon. Please. Thanks. Go eat some toasted Absolutely. cheese sandwiches with tomato soup. I had tomato soup for like two days in a row. As much as I love it, like I can't do it another night. I can't do it another night. So I'm doing it. A, I'm doing a cold smoothie tonight to kind of like keep me like uh, vitalized at least. Got like a little amino shot in there and. I'm just going to hang out and listen to the rest of this poetry. <laughs> awesome. All right, AJ. Thank you so much for being here tonight, honey. Absolutely. And if you guys want to find me, it's AJ, the number five, the great, the number one on all social media platforms. Perfect. All right, honey. Thanks. Good night, sweetie. Thank you. Okay. Let's grab 573. You are on the air. Five seven three, are you with me? Five seven three, are you muted? Did you mute yourself? Yeah, it's a good thing I muted myself because you know I was <laughs> testing the breeze on the other side of the porch and it wasn't right, so I was on that side of the porch. So let's be thankful it was muted. <laughs> it's motherfucking spittles. Hello, world. Get rid of these bees. Spit a lot. 
And before Mama O came on the mic, I was like, I fucking hate blog talk except for Nyla. And then Mama came on. I'm like, oh, I love Mama. But fuck Clubhouse. <laughs> Clubhouse can suck a, you know, slot A. Um, however, the Citizen Stone <laughs> production is about to come alive again with Rome and my darling Mia Coma, Coleman. And we're going to be, you know, Pop Juice free. And we do video. So, hello, people. You want to do poetry, raw, relentless? Get on this fucking train. Let's go, baby. Woo! I thought I'd open my... You can read all the stuff there you can't read here. (laughs) You'll read everything. But, you know, you can... No, no, you can't do that, honey. You know, I don't like that kind of shit. So, um, I'm the same kind of guy. You know, I, I don't want to hear about your slot A and the slot B in the graphic. Now, if you have a romantic golden pillar crossing a valley of flowers, I can appreciate that. <laughs> you know, like you can. But, but you know, I, I get do it. I, understand. I don't do aimless penetration. I don't do aimless penetrations, and I don't want to fucking hear it. Yeah, I, that's what penthouse is for. Go read that shit. <laughs> yeah, <off> my books. <laughs> Let's fucking go. So I got some poetry. I've been doing open mic okay. tonight, and and I read to a bunch of fucking halfwits that couldn't appreciate goddamn shit except for the bartender. He got to read the piece first. Um, uh, luckily, I called my buddy Rome and and got it out. Now I'm gonna do something different. This is two pieces. I'm going to hurry up because it'll take too long. I'm so Will you glad tell him, by the way, to get his butt on the show? I miss him. Um, okay. I'm going to do two pieces. And the first piece is a little bit comedy. You know, I, I, you see my thing with arsehole? Yeah. <laughs> I love you, but you're an asshole. This is called Flying Puta. Superficial eagles flaunting their disdain upon a, a sacrificial stage. Please, though, draw me a line in the sand you won't cross. Here, hung upon an inverted crucifix, the busted in a stupid rhyme of egocentric delirium analysis. A college of your contempt. It's true. (laughs) <laughs> that that you're a little laughing bastard of lead standards coming about full face one time here we go I gotta run I forgot let's go freaking thoughts call out innocent the solution of being your friend where did you Thank you. Drastic third homage to art minds will be a shark in your pants. So many ants crawling upon the stage, marching to a slated rhyme. When drawn in vain, come again. I wonder this. Left the thought of mine. I come here to tell you one last time now. Yourself, accept. Yourself, picked up boot 
Because nobody likes clothing. Ghosts feather in the sheets of time. You drop interlopable vessel blind, and I, I, I think I've forgotten because it doesn't stand the test. The hourglass page draws up, down, again, 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 again. Back here to the moment present. I'm coming around. Don't be a fucking peasant. Just breathe. A subtlety and harmony and undertone ten. Not the affliction of my yearning because 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 it's all right. It's 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 all right. I have to be okay because it'll be all right, Dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm okay. I'm okay. Drifting on another plane here. Ascend it. Coming around, Nebula. I don't jitter. I don't shudder. I'm going to bake me a birthday cookie. Yeah, that cookie. Because I'm going to have that bitch. Eat it, too. Here. I'm becoming who? 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 Who's gloomy? Chick. Draw down the things you touch all in the world. Just mental rock. It's not so hard to find yourself in times of riddle rhythms, vibrations, shimmering out off line. However, things. Hey, things arrest a moment. Take care. <laughs> I giggle. There, I share the warmth exercise, feeling me hope. Even though I'm alone, longer broken. The fragment to remind the shadow and the jigsaw puzzle of a home that knew no game. A facial's name. Come again here, please. Puzzle, 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 please. <laughs> I fucking love me. I'm so sane. The Bakery Breeze. The Bakery Breeze. The Bakery Breeze is infamous. Are you reading two tonight, baby? Huh? Are you reading two tonight? Yes, please. Okay. So go ahead and go into your next one, and then I'll comment. All right. So, you know, like, six, eight months after my wife's death, I'm just a cute little girl at this you know, smoke shop, and I asked her out better. She's like, uh, it's a little early. Does she need time? So about a year later, I need time? Yeah, that's this piece. 
I don't want to fall in love with your lonely, shattered, crosshair, missing the rest of my conscious. Take me home. I say, don't you know? What's the point? Please, please, please. Show me tonight. What once was a lilac quandary of a heart's digest, take out the rod of the appendages of your scorn left here. Please, 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 no more. I don't know why we bathe pristine plateaus in the dire straits. Reaching strings, fucking passing keys and the diatribe of what they cried. Lost incantations of what? 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 Who? Knew before? I nearly lost myself and got ass raped by the flack, man. I mean, fuck. I can't sleep. Sometimes. Sometimes. And ruffled devotions sparked hours. No return. No, I almost lost it there. What again, though, was it? I I, I think for sure, pretty for sure, pretty fucking for sure, it was your delusional fears. I'm... I'm... Brunch, Lucifer Phoenix, and Reigns. So go home. <laughs> it's a party now. You're disheveled, invited, but on point. You, you're, you're not easy. Nothing is home. You're alive, and I'm sleepy. Why is it I need you? <laughs> Or do I? <laughs> Washed in black absence, the lace of a better time. Glass sheets shattered in the minds that miss No longer laid before me the beauty I revolved around. Absent sun, withered, withered nitrogen eulogies. I gave everything, and all you fed me was lies. It was all that you wore. Knew, I knew it was all that you bore. I was boring you. 
absence of hunger, devour, 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 devour everything. Walking parallel now to what was in play. <laughs> I feel laughter. I soar. Oblivion jar, trickle fairy, the black holes of yesterday. Those everything pictographs and lost, filled wrong. Erotica inept. Was all. It was all supposed to be, and so it is. 6 a.m. And I have risen above the why of your alienated stars. You hung Pemiston Pond. <laughs> why? Patience now. And this glaring streetlights, I, I language you scoured the air and I found him all right. I try not to think of you though. Woman I found my patience standing above your grave. <laughs> it's all right not to be okay. It's not all right. Yeah, I'm fucking okay. The bucket breeze. Damn. Both of those were phenomenal, Sin. Intense. Think of new... It's like when I hear Soldier Blue read. I think I've used every adjective in the world. You know, you. it's like I think I've used every adjective in the world for you. That I need to start making some up. Just you've been spitalized, baby. That's all it is. Been spitalized. I love being spitalized. I'll take it. <laughs> I am not even gonna go take a shower afterwards. Uh, I love that essence. Alright, <laughs> 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 uh, get me out the microphone before I get myself in fucking trouble. Love you. Good night. <laughs> Good night, sweetheart. We'll talk to you next week, love. Okay. Let's go ahead and grab our last call. Maybe our last caller. No, it looks like we had one more sneak in at the end. I see you down there. Let's go ahead and grab. We have 863 followed by 916. Those will be our last two callers for the evening. 863. Um, hello, Nyla. This is Noreen. Hi, Noreen. How are you, my love? I'm doing good, and you? I'm doing wonderful. It's good to hear from okay, you. That's good. It's good to hear from you, too. Okay. And for um, Gary's poem, I have um, Honeymoon, Our Moon. Okay. Honeymoon, White Moon, Our Moon. Blood Red, God's Moon. Yellow Moon, Harvest Moon, White Moon. Our Moon came back to me. Here we are in love. Honeymoon, white moon, you came back to see me. Our moon now knows that we are in love, you see. Happy Valentine's Day. The end. Aw, so sweet. Uh, yes. <laughs> okay, and his second one is, Now and Forever Our Love. Okay, 
I'll never be lonely as long as I can kiss her good night. I'll never be lonely as long as she kisses me good morning. The days of our lives are full of fun, love, and laughter. We talk and play and tease and love each other from morning to night. Most days we work and help each other. We seldom ever fight. If we do, we give our love for each other to make it right. Yes, she has her opinions, and I have mine, the one thing that never changes. I have her love, and she has mine. The end. Oh, I love that okay. so much. Me too. Okay, and, and and for me, I have one. Um, I haven't titled it yet. And this was for our anniversary last Sunday. Okay, um, you're in a better place, I know, but still, I'm missing you, missing your smile, missing your laughter, your encouraging words to me, you're missing your joking around, missing you being here today. I know you're here in spirit. But still, it's not the same. I want to see you appear before me physically. Missing you and I celebrating today on our 16th wedding anniversary. Give me a sign today that you're with me on our faithful day. I'm waiting for you. One day I'll be with you in heaven. I would run and run as fast as I can, then let my arms flap while I soared in the sky, reaching you. Our love soars in greater new heights than, than we can ever imagined. Then the world didn't stop when you passed away, but mine did. Now I'm getting back in track. It's not easy, a life without you, but I will persevere. I will make it, and I'll make it in this world. I will never give up. There comes a time when we have to let go, but I was, wasn't prepared the day you left this earth. No one is, no matter what. Play and sing our song. I wouldn't want to live if you didn't love me. You made a difference in my life. You showed me love, unconditional love. The end. Well, that was beautiful, Noreen. Okay, thank you. Okay, and um, the second one is um, um, Nelvin Douglas Johnson. Um, too many legends have gone before us, left this earth. Nelvin Douglas Johnson is one of them. How do I write a poem about him to do him justice? It's so hard to do. He is a phenomenal poet. He is so loved by the poetry community. Listen to him. You will be in awe as he reads his poetry. Melvin is a spatial poet who cares about the community. He inspired so many poets. He is an influencer, a mentor, a leader, activist, a great man. He is kind, spreads love to all he meets. He encourages poets to push forward. He left a big print in this world. Nyla's famous poem to him was Say the Last Thanks for Me. He stands up for everyone, no matter who you are. He stands up for justice without fear. He is one of a kind. He is Melvin Douglas Johnson. He is so many things. He should be celebrated during the Black History Month. Let's celebrate Melvin and his life here on Earth. Let's not leave him out. 
Melvin and his poetry will live on forever, even after we're gone from this earth. The end. You know, I love that. I miss yes. him so much. Yes. He, he was a phenomenal. Yes. Yes. All right, Noreen, my darling love. Thank you for reading okay. that. Do me okay. a favor and You're tell everybody how they can find you. Okay. Um, you can find our book, Gary's in My Books, on Amazon.com, and you can find us on our official website, uh, Gary and Noreen Snyder dot wix dot com front slash poetry, and you can find Gary on poetrypoem dot com, um, reverbnation dot com, um, facebook dot com, and you can find me on facebook dot com, reverbnation dot com, and um. Poetrypoem.com, and you can find us on the Poetry Club um, uh, Saturday night show every Saturday at six o'clock p.m. And I'll be and I'll and um every Saturday at six p.m. And then you can also um find us on ko-fi.com front slash Gary and Noreen. And um if anybody goes on there and and um I'm doing a series about reading poetry on my rocking chair. And if anybody um, wants to um, support, is, is a supporter of me on Kopi and, um, and, and um, a member of our membership here, get to hear that. And it's inspired by the rocking chair that my sister bought me for Christmas this past year. Oh, that's it'll awesome. Be on my be- yes, it'll be on my back porch. <laughs> All right, Noreen. Okay. Thank you so much for being here tonight and sharing. It was awesome. Okay. Thank you very much. Okay. It's All nice right. Good, good night, it's honey. It's awesome to be here. Good night. Okay. Let's grab Mr. Hatter, last caller of the <laughs> evening. Are you with me, sir? I am with you. I am with you. <laughs> yeah, I, I've got a question real quick. A couple of weeks ago, you had a, a you had a poet call in, and she was talking about uh, a gentleman who uh, had buried his poems so other people would find him, something like that. Is that ringing a bell? That was that was me talking about Ray Neighbors. Ray I'm Neighbors. actually going to yeah. Mm-hmm, I'm going to read. He has a poem. It was the first poem he ever read on this show, first time I ever heard him read it, and I fell in love with him so deeply for, because of this poem. It was amazing. I'm actually going to be reading it at the beginning of the show next week when I talk about the time capsules. Oh, how cool. Did he mention where he normally would look to bury, or he just pick anywhere? That he he was a poet back in the, He was a poet back in the 60s and used to ride the rails. Ah. You know, they used oh, okay. to jump on freight trains and yeah. go town to town and find work. You know, just like they used to do back during the the um, depression. Yeah, era, the Jack Carrier. Back in the thirties. Yeah, the yeah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah and uh, he hung Jack, out in yeah. San Francisco in that area, down with them a lot. Yeah, he knew them. Uh, yeah, that's right. But up. he would jump off the train and he would have a jar or he'd have something and he would throw a poem in it and just dig a hole wherever he was all across the country and bury his poems. 
and they're out there somewhere. Wow. That was inspiring when you talked about that. I, it's been in my mind ever since. I thought that was a neat idea. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I had to, I brought one of my favorites, and I was told to rewrite it in a different way and try to get the same kind of feeling. So the first one was the original, and the second one will be the rewrite. It's called okay. the, the Dunes of the the Dunes of the Hourglass Sands. Is this the right one? Yes, <laughs> Dunes of the Hourglass Sands. Do not watch as the last torch fades, as, or reach to the dark with empty hands. Do not walk amongst the devil's sage on the dunes of the hourglass sands. The hills that keep the mirrors of time count the tears you weep. The glass that shattered held the wine lay broken at your feet. The shadows march along the walls, salute with blood-stained hands, repeat the tales of dead man calls on the dunes of the hourglass hands. Okay, that's the first one. And then the revised version. I swept the shards from the, from the sands that brought you here to me, shattered dreams within my view, ripping, ripping tides from the sea. Troubled ships spoke on the horizon, waves of time against the shore. Beware the rocks of painted castles and the rain off the floor. Keep your sails into the wind and in your sight to the land for the fears to be lost to the dunes of the hourglass sands. That's the revision. <laughs> so that's two. Wow. And which one do you like better? The first one. And I, I, I don't think the second one has it all in there, but it was difficult for me to do, <laughs> to tell you the truth. But uh, the second one has some. I like the beginning of the second one. I swept the shards from the sands that brought you here to me. Shattered dreams. So do you my think view, that you're going to – do you think you'll do a rewrite and combine them? Well, the first one's been published. Uh, the second one has it. Uh, this, these two probably I might do it. Well, neither will the third the one. Next. The third one wouldn't be either. That's true. Maybe I'll just maybe I'll use mm-hmm. the same lines and piece them together. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, I, cool. The reason I asked is because that's a really good exercise. I've done that before in workshops that I've put on where I have someone take okay. a poem. And actually, I've had them take like a classic poem, like take a poem from Poe or somebody and rewrite right. the poem, rewrite their poem, and then combine the two as a collaboration between the two poets, you know, mash them together. Wow. So, you know, to do the – because you'll think of things differently when you're trying to rewrite it. And then there'll be some, like you said, you like the beginning of that one. But then if you take both of those that you wrote and combine them into one, I mean, it's always evolving. Everything we pick up and write is always evolving. Every time we, we always change something when we look at something we've written. Most of yeah. I, 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 I have no problem going back and finding something I didn't catch the first time and changing it. Um, now that some of them published, I, I, I should worry more about that, I think. Um, my my peers say, don't do that. Don't do that. Leave it the way it is. Leave it the way it is. But uh, you could always find a better word, a better line, something that you didn't, couldn't before, you know, especially rhyming. Mm-hmm. You know, freeze good, freeze good. And I, I do it every once in a while with uh, cursive rhyme. <laughs> 
Yeah, and that's you know, I don't normally rhyme. I normally write free verse, but when I'm writing something, and all of a sudden it, it rhyme, I, you know, my brain will think it in a rhyme. And once it rhymes, I can't make it not rhyme. That poem is going to end up rhyming because <laughs> I can't undo it. You know, it's done. And when you start writing, a poem will tell you what it wants to be, and sometimes it really pisses me off. <laughs> but what I like, you know, one of the things that I really go ahead. Well, I just, one time I wrote a free verse, a forced anatomy, and I had to go back and put in the rhyming lines that kept coming up in my head, so I had to re- I'd rewrite it in a rhyme. Right. Doesn't that make you mad? <laughs> just to like, make the universe No, let me, let me push you out the door. Don't pull me out the window. <laughs> yeah, really. But I really. really like, one of the things I really like about your writing is you don't use predictable rhymes. Like, I know there are very few oh. things that rhyme with life, and so usually people put in strife, but that's such a predictable rhyme, you know, that, it, yes. that when you yeah. hear it, it, it distracts from what they're, they're you know, I would rather see someone use a near rhyme or a, uh, an internal rhyme or a syllable rhyme or something like that as opposed to using, exactly. you know, life I, and strife I'm very, together. There's got to be something else to do with it. But you are really, really good yeah. at that. You're really good at not using predictable rhymes when you write that impresses me I, that's very it's, it's very it's very i mean it's all in my mind all the time i i i know what you're saying cliches and, and the 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 uh common uh cliches not cliche but the uh, uh yeah like you said it's just the rhyme you know it's coming and, and so i try mm-hmm. to stay away from those i try to stay away from those if i if i can um uh, I'll put them in. I'll put them in on one when I'm doing a uh, an A B A B. I'll put them in the A, the first and third line. If I use light or right, and it's not so noticeable as long as you end that stanza in a different. It's not as noticeable. You can get away with it, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's always on my mind not to. Uh, There's a words, tool that certain... I use. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no go ahead. There's a tool that I use online. It's called. It's a site called Rhyme Zone. Rhyme Zone. Yeah. Dot com. I do too. <laughs> yeah. And I love that one because it has a thesaurus in it. It has. I mean, there's all different kinds of tools. And if I get stuck on something and I can't, especially if it's a, something that's rhyming and it's like I can't think of a good rhyme here, I'll go on there and you can type in the what? word and it'll give yeah. you all kinds of words that rhyme with that one, and you can go through those words. And sometimes you'll find words that you've never even, you didn't even know existed. So it helps build your vocabulary and learn new words and meanings. Yeah. And yeah. it's a great tool for writers. Yeah, yeah you got to uh, uh, be able to speak Elizabethan the way Shakespeare spoke because you can you, you could, uh, expand your rhyming words tremendously by, by breaking your sentence up and, and talk a little more like Shakespeare. On Rhyme Zone, down on the bottom, there is always a Shakespearean, yes. uh, if it has a, <laughs> and, and, and if you can adapt that into, your, into how you write, it, your rhyming comes easier because you now include, you've included many more words that uh, you can rhyme with. And they're the easier mm-hmm. ones because they're always a small word when you end it, you know, it's I guess it's called. I Liz forgot Bithian. the number. The number of words that we have in our English language that were invented the first time they were ever seen was in was from Shakespeare. So many of the words that we use originated yeah. with him. Yes, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like the like the name Jessica. He he created that the word, word divorce. In verse. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's See, pretty that, interesting. That, Google you, that what, sometime. Words that Shakespeare gave yeah. us, or something like that. You'll find them. It's, but it's it's really interesting to me if that type of stuff interests you, or you think it's cool. Yeah, it does. It does. Anything that will help me with the. Uh, um, Get like you said. I'm glad you noticed that I don't do predictable rhyme. I try not to, uh, but uh, thank you for noticing that. Compliment. Well, thank you for writing that way, so I could notice that. <laughs> you <know? laughs> you know, I, I can always turn things around. Just typical girl, huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, very cool. All right, sweetheart. Tell everyone yeah. how they can Thank find you, Magister. Well, uh, I, I'm here at Blog Talk Radio with a team of Voices Radio, and my on the 13th next Tuesday, I believe it is, uh, I'll be doing a music show on the tribute to Gary Moore. If you know, Gary Moore was an Irish uh, guitar uh, guru. Um, I'll play his music, gives his background of his life. We lost him several years ago. But uh, he's he's uh, one of the best guitar players that, that nobody knows, or people know very little about. So um, he was like really into the, the blues, right? Didn't he play him real bluesy? Yeah, he, yeah, he, can, he can. He played with Tim Lizzy. Mm-hmm. I always thought it was a real bluesy quality to the way he played. You know, just like a he is, uh, there was there was a really yeah. old something old and wrinkled. Living inside, well, he, I mean, just he, he, the depths of it. One of, one of his best songs that he's known for is I Still Have the Blues for You. And it's, uh, the guitar in it is just, just fabulous. But, uh, yeah, if you can't make it to the show, Google Gary Moore and listen to him. There's a little bio on him. He's a very interesting life. Uh, grew up in the, the uh, turbulence of the uh, Ireland-England uh, scuffle in, in Belfast in that situation. So a little anger in his music too. But, uh, well, thank you, Diana, for letting me read. I'm sorry I was late. My pleasure. <laughs> Great day to end and the show. Happy it was val- wonderful talking to yeah. you. Yeah. Happy Valentine's Day. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. You're My first Valentine. Yes. <laughs> All right. Yes. Sweetheart. <laughs> okay. We will talk, talk to later. you next week. It was a pleasure having you, hon. Good night. Guys, you've been listening to Speakeasy Cafe, Open Mic Poetry Show. Thank you for being here tonight. It was absolutely an incredible evening. Just one after another. Just fantastic, fantastic time. I want to thank everyone for being here, both readers and listeners alike. We are going to close out the show with a piece by... Adam, let's do this one by Adam Faulkner um, called Sundays at First Presbyterian. We'll talk to you guys next week. Good night, everybody. Sundays at First Presbyterian. I remember Sundays at First Presbyterian by the smell of ashtrays trapped in the morning after clothes of older boys.
whose mouthfuls of neon and grown-up I envied, how their ugliest of unholy words made the pretty girls blush and forget to flirt back. By the chatter of high heels crunching into sidewalk, the wearing of a choir boy's patience at not peeking, eyes closed, head bowed, at beginning to notice curves in the bodies of girls we'd met playing baseball at recess, I remember Sunday. By the corners of my father's grin, prideful and relieved that his youngest son, the one who looked like him, finding something sacred in this patting on the back shit, this praising holy blue eyes in a mansion of glass shit, this wardrobe rivalry and flaunt for the spirit, this your mother wants to do this as a family, so come on. By the hiss and swing of a number seven downtown blue line bus door waiting behind the church like a prayer. By the way we laugh about rolling our sleeves up to squeeze through the hole in that fence out back. By the sizzle of bacon fat and grease on our chins. By the grass stains that grew impossible to hide, at least from Stephen's mother. By hiding the sound of a panting tongue in the back of the chapel and breathing like we'd learned to in choir practice, even and from the stomach, sliding into the last pew to the final Curie Eleison, weak forgiven and only powdered donuts on our lips and lipstick on our shirts to show for it, to close our eyes and pray.